This is the SFF Audio Podcast. Hi, I'm Jesse. Hello, I'm Paul. Hi, I'm Misa. Hi, I'm Evan. We're going to talk about Rocket Ship Galileo by Robert A. Heinlein, first published in 1947. The first of the Highland Juveniles. Yeah, <laughs> and also the least good, as far as I can tell. It's pretty bad compared to his later stuff. And it's not because it's terrible. It's just because it's not so good. Well, what did you? This is your first read of this, Mice, all right? Yeah, it was, yeah. Paul, had you you'd read this before, I assume. No, I know I I I think I've mentioned on an earlier episode while I read all the adult Heinlein oh, novels. Really? I, I I I I kinda skipped the juveniles because by the time I was really reading Heinlein seriously, I was an adult and thought, eh, the juveniles well, I don't Juveniles are good. Except I, for I, well, well, well I I I mean a couple of juveniles we've read so far in previous episodes, listeners, please listen to the the back catalog of SF audio. Um so yeah, I have have proven me wrong, but yeah, I kind of I kind of skipped over these in favor of more modern, high, more adult timelines instead. So yes, yeah, so this was my first read through. And uh, Evan, you're reading through all of Heinlein for your show, but you weren't up to this point, so this is a little out of order. And yeah, I, I read a lot of his other juveniles. Mm-hmm. He invited me to them, but um, this is your first I, time I think, for this I one, think... right? You can tell sort of this is the first because yeah. I think. He's formulas the later imperfect. ones, although they still have that, like that didacticism, mm-hmm. like you know, study math. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like, yeah. oh, while we're flying to the moon, we're going to stop and study algebra or whatever. Right. <laughs> so, like, while we're, before we bomb the Nazis, we need to stop and have a, you know, and, and, and practice our, do our, do our physics mm-hmm. studies or something. You know, the <laughs> the back of the we'll ship. Work, we'll work on the, on the trip to the moon is kind of hilarious. And that's in the later juveniles too, mm-hmm. obviously. But I think it's in the Rolling it's Stones. It's in everything. It's, it's more integrated into the plot. I think mm. it, it's not so weird. What's so weird mm. about this one is it feels much more like him doing Tom Swift than any of the oh, other ones. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. He, he is so channeling Tom Swift so hard it hurts mm-hmm. sometimes. Apparently, that was the plan: is that he's going to make a whole series of boy rocketeers, right? And and it didn't work out that way, and I'm very glad it didn't because this is much more formulaic than there's almost no girls in this at all. Which he's there, he's there's good. no girls. No, there's the mom. There's a mother. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and she she has and like a couple knitting. lines of dialogue. They're crucial ones, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, this is a boy's book. Okay, I'm going to ask a real simple question. Everybody's going to get the right answer, uh, but it needs to be asked. Um, who is the Heinlein stand-in in this book? The physicist. Mm-hmm. The guy, the doctor who wants the professor. Hargraves. Har- Hargraves, right. Hargraves, thank you. Yeah. Uh, oh, very, very, very obviously, right? I, I, I mean, painfully obvious. I yes. mean, Heinlein got a little better about this, but, I mean, he he he, he, he launches into Heinleinian, um, what's the word, Socratic dialogues mm. and opinions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, I was reading, I was listening to some of this and thinking, this is this feels really discordant for a YA book to have, have, 
have this whole digression about math theory about think math is uh-huh. not he's, real. It's, it's he's like, a propagandist, bud. Uh-huh. He's a propagandist. I, 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 I mean, I mean, this is sort of stuff that you come up in adult timeline all the time. Um, like I remember um, the story Golf, which remember is a mm-hmm. uh, which turns out which which Friday was a sequel to. And he goes through a whole bit on uh, on theories of intelligence and on uh, knowledge. I was not expecting this in a juvenile that we were going to get this this whole bit about math theory and and and, and the reality of things described by he's math. Right. He's right. He's right. All the things he says are right. Yeah, but it but it's a, it's a weird diversion. I mean, if it's a book for kids and you and you have this whole uh, dis- side discussion about the, whether the back of the moon exists or not, like yeah, you know. uh, this stuff about the rainbow. Excellent. I like the rainbow right? part, but yeah, it was a really long kind of a nice trudge to get there. Well, I, I, I want to defend Heinlein's propagandism. I, I have a very weak theory. I have not developed it yet. But basically, I think um, after, after the war, he continued his work uh, for the proto-CIA. It's like, we're going to get our engineer skills up and we're going <laughs> to make all the kids learn math in school. And then we'll be able to fight the Cold War. Um, <laughs> he's like, uh, I can do this. And they're like, yes, you can, sir. <laughs> so that, uh, that needs more development. Um, but I think, I think it's very possible because it is propaganda. It's hundred percent propaganda for learning math, but he's absolutely right about what math is and the little lecture, uh, that he gives the kids about math, not being actually, or I guess the kids give back to him, the math, not actually being anything related to reality. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it is absolutely true. When you try and have this conversation with people, especially your math teacher, <laughs> they don't tend to give you good marks over it. I'll tell you that. This is not commonly held, even though he's pushing it. Um, in addition, um, talking about what the moon is, uh, whether it has a back or not, um, that's science. That's uh, it's meta science. It's uh, epistemology. How do we know yeah, what we bit, know? It, right? It, it, yeah, it's basics. It's, it's, it's very cool. I loved it. Mm. I, I'm I'm down with all that. Um, what I was really yeah, that was some of my favorite stuff. Yeah, no, it's really it's it's really good because uh, this book is weak. I I I'm I mean, yeah, well, I mean, it gets into philosophy. Into what, yeah, yeah, it's going to get into philosophy of knowledge and epistemology mm-hmm. and how do we know what we know and why do we know it and how can you prove it? Mm-hmm. I I mean, I kept thinking. Um, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, the whole tides thing, though. Um, I. I mean, I mean, Heinlein dismisses the tides as an explanation, but then you can point out then 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 you can point out well, the tides change based on the phases of the moon, so that implies a correlation. Well, he's saying the, it could go the other well, way can around. Can you prove yeah, that to right. me that yeah. the moon causes tides? That's right. It's a yeah. good inference for sure, and we accept it. But I mean, the sun also causes causes tides, but they're small. It's a good I mean, inference. No, the, the sun causes. Right. Yeah, the sun, the sun, sun definitely causes tides. <laughs> the moon might not, so but the sun definitely does. Because <laughs> someone told you that, right? Um, no, um, because I, because I, I learned it in college about um, when I was learning geology about uh, tidal forces and neap tides and high tides and king tides and the alignment, alignment of the sun and the moon to to uh, yeah. influence tide, tidal. Systems. We learned it yeah. in school, therefore and, it's and, true. And, well, 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 but then, then and Hypatia of Alexandria but, but, certainly thought that the that epicycles, you know, but, 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 explained but, 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 the 
the the motion of the planets. It, it, it's it's on point, right? It's it's good. It, it's absolutely on point. I love he abandons it as soon as they get to the moon, and he says, "What's going on?" And he says, "That guy just shot that guy," and he doesn't say, "How do you know that?" <laughs> he, he says, "Oh my god!" <laughs> the only time you can have those conversations is when you've got like fifteen hours in a rocket headed to the moon. Right, looking at them. <laughs> you can't have those conversations when you're actually like the house is on fire. You say, How do you know it's on fire, sir? <laughs> How do you know that the shoes are under the bed where you left them? <laughs> you can't have those conversations well, then. This, like the Stoics, they had this idea of like withholding judgment on, yes. on things. Like the, the skeptics would talk like that, right? Like, yes. You really can't know, and that's our path to peace. Internal peace and freedom from disturbance mm-hmm. is if we just, you know, say we don't know anything. But the Stoics, I think they had a more mature approach, which is, yeah, maybe we can't know knowledge, but on many things we can kind of withhold judgment and and kind of, you know, on most things we just go through our life, you know, and you assume that's true and it works. Like it's, it's kind of like a pragmatism, right? Yep, it's a way of right. emotionally it's regulating. It's true if yourself. it works. If it's true, if it works. Like math that way, right? Yes. It, it works, so it's essentially true, but it's not really. Yes. What you is, can what, break what it down. Is, but what, what is truth, as P. Pilot once said? Don't get the reference? I don't know who that no, is. No, I don't know that one. Pontius Pilot. Pontius Pilot. Pontius Pilot. Oh, Pilot. Pilot. Yes, Pontius Pilate. I, I heard P Pilot. Yes, yes, yes. I, 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 oh. I, 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 I was being. <laughs> you need to use his middle name, Paul, or we won't recognize. Them. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that, that's that's that, that we should have done in the pre-chat because I didn't like the discussion about that yeah. whole thing. Besides, yeah. I don't. Uh, I, um, you know what my theory on that is, Paul? By the way, my theory is I, I believe you don't have a middle name. And so I this don't is, have I don't I don't yeah. have a middle name. That's so my my theory is that this is like an, a subtle expression of your unconscious saying I'm jealous of all these people who have middle names. <laughs> well, I didn't give my kid a middle name. I don't I don't I rather don't I don't like my middle name. Really. Yeah. Um. So I would never use it in anything I published or EBL. I never use it publicly. Yeah. Um. I would kindly ask you to. No matter how right wing I become <laughs> in the future, and whatever office I'm elected to, do not, not use my name. And I'm asking you to to use the name that that I prefer to go by. I, I thought that was the rule. I mean, that's really what I was trying to say, Paul. Is the rule I thought was we address people how they want to be addressed. Uh, the, we use the pronouns they want to use for the well, well, yeah, for yeah, the yeah, listener like, in the like, year like, like, three thousand, like and like they don't follow the- that rule. That rule still stands, right? Yeah, yes, but, but but because people were jerks and tried to use, tried tried to tried to use that use that as a uh, political billy club on mm-hmm. President Obama. That's why I use it on Republicans. It's like, and and, and but your and, strategy is to lower yourself to to your enemy's level. Um, so so so. so Sometimes you get, I get in the mud. Yes, it's true. It's it, it's got it's got me into trouble. But sometimes I get. It's into not the very mud. muddy. Come on. Yeah, but it's, it's not muddy. It's just, I, I mean, it's just it's, funny because you know, uh, as for, for people who don't know, when Paul r- tweets about uh, politicians, I 
Uh, I don't like. Yes, I use the. I use, you their, use their middle name. Middle name. Oh, you know the, 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 the other there's thing. Also, there's also another practical reason why I do it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know. The, 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 the other practical reason is if I stick the middle name in there, it's less liable for people who want to search and try to yeah. stir up crap with me. Yes, even though my my uh, account accounts is locked, is locked yeah. these days, but I was doing it before then. So like mm-hmm. people who are searching for Elon Musk to stir to stir stir crap with them because they're Muskites yeah, are Muskites. less likely to find me if I Muskovites. have to <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, but that's why I asked about Nikki Haley because what is her, her middle name? Full name is Nim- Nimrata. No, no, her, her, oh, her, her, her Nimrata okay. something Haley. I don't yeah. remember her oh, middle okay. name. And she prefers to go by by Nikki Haley. Yeah, I and mean, I, I, I think I, my I, point was more more just I thought the rule was if someone says, "Well, you know, I'm I'm a sh- don't call me Shikle pronouns." <laughs> we we respect that. Yeah. Um, and if, if someone if, 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 certain. Right. Terms to, to address themselves. I, 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 I am, I am being deliberately. Seems to disre- prefer that to be his name. Okay. Okay. So if you want to look at it another way, I'm being deliberately disrespectful to those Republican politicians <laughs> by, 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 by not addressing them by the names so, they want to be addressed. But th- I, I think I, that I, I don't want to get too much off topic, but we are, I we think are that so opens the door is- to justifying them being disrespectful to people. Um, I think I, I I think that ship has sailed at this point, Evan. My my my, my being respectful <laughs> to them is not going to pull them back to being respectful. No, it it won't. I, 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 but again, it puts me it puts me in the mud. Yes, it puts me in the mud. It makes me drops me down towards their the level. other the other thing okay. that the other theory I had about as this as, as long as you know it, I guess. The other theory I had about I, this I'm, is I'm also well, funny. I'm well aware I'm, I, it is a tiny yeah. little bit of stirring. Uh, Fecal matter. I mean, there are much more serious things that people do in that regard, but I see it has irked you, and I apologize if it has irked it's you. It, it, doesn't, it, it, it doesn't irk me. It just seems it, uh, not necessary. Um, <laughs> but, 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 you know, it, it serves multiple purposes. You can, you can take them on on policy. How about that? Uh, no, no. There's one funny, funny thing that I always thought about it. Is is uh, remember when um, the, in the episode of Star Trek, I think it's iMud, um, when they clone his his wife or make her a robot, um, mm. she becomes uh, the stern school marm, um, and she says, "Harcourt Fenton Mud." <laughs> it's like <laughs> no, we know his middle name is Harry F. Mud, right? And down in the mud. Um, it's it's Paul as a parent scolding the kid by having their full name. Oh. <laughs> How dare you, Donald John Trump? <laughs> I named you. I know your middle name. Like it is the and true I, name I, I thing. I named you. I'm going to break you. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert Anson Heinlein. How dare you write this <laughs> this very weak <laughs> novel? Well, well, I mean, there is a kind of like a, a social like. Thing like that, like if you if your parent uses your middle name, yeah, you really exactly. piss them off. Yeah. Exactly, that's yeah. the only time. All right, so um, I want to anyway, let's go. Let's go back to. I want to talk a little bit about uh, why Destination Moon, the adaptation, is so shitty. I um, see you watched it. Did you agree that it and is you were so shitty? Just to watch this thing. Like, well, I hadn't seen it before. About... It's pretty terrible. Oh, you've never seen it before. Oh, okay. no, no. I, oh, I thought you'd seen it before. Nope, never seen it before. Because I'd seen it while. If you hadn't seen it before, you wouldn't see it again. I'm not. I'm not going to watch it again. Oh, right. It's terrible. Um, okay. And what makes it terrible is 
number one, they took out the Nazis, which I think yeah. there's a reason for that they did them doing that. Number two, the characters are completely uninteresting and unlikable. Only only character in the entire movie that had any interest to me was Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> right, Woody Woodpecker was Heinlein in that movie. He was giving the lecture yeah. that he gives that on the whole ship. Explanation. Yep, yeah. a shotgun and uh, mm-hmm. that that part of the movie was good. Everything else was garbage, essentially. I mean, some of the special effects were okay for the time, but it's it was so propagandistic. Like it was like what Heinlein does with his novels, saying we need to go to the moon, right? Rah, rah. Yeah, it was very. It was yeah, almost a very military. Rah, rah, rah. It was almost like, yeah. here's how we're going to do it, boys. But also business. <laughs> like, there was all, no, I didn't see. They're the fucking adults. They're all. all old men, right? There's no mm-hmm. one old man who's Heinlein. They're all old men. There's no females in the entire movie. No Nazis. And it, I like the end. At the end, it says, this is the end. And then waits a second. Of the beginning. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. well, that that was a little clever. I like, because they're heading in a rocket back to Earth, right? Maybe that's mm-hmm. going to blow up the world. That'd be fine. But, no, it's it's a bad movie because it, it it has no heart. It's soulless. All the characters, like, and? was the one character, one character, his accent, I don't know what his accent, he's the guy, the skeptical guy replacement for the appendicitis guy or whatever. He says... It woiks. <laughs> yeah. It really woiks. <laughs> it doesn't know how to pronounce work, but it's that's his. Or he says, "Is that?" He says, "Is that New Jersey?" <laughs> he says, "Do you think the bears are playing?" <laughs> I'm like, "I hate you guys. Everybody on this ship. I hope you blow up." <laughs> Such a boring movie. It was boring. The only Sorry thing that I that. found at all interesting, but not for this movie, was the. It kind of reminded me of Apollo 13 a, a little bit, where when they were, you know, communicating with Earth, they mm-hmm. had to let, you know, get rid of everything. That, yeah, I mean, but, that, that's a little bit of, um, uh, it's a little bit of the cold equations, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, we don't care if anybody dies there. We want them all to die because they're so fucking boring. It's like a bad movie. It's technically well put together, but the script is sh- like the fact that Heinlein had his name on that. Like I'd be embarrassed. I was surprising. Tarshish, Tarshish it's Heinlein. it's yeah. one of the worst Heinlein movies, and he actually wrote it <laughs> or part of it, anyways. Um, uh, so I have a theory uh, as to why it's so shitty, other than um, you know all the things mentioned. So no far. story. No. Well, yeah. Um, I think they took the Nazis out. Um, because mm. 1947 is a lot different than 1950. Uh, 1947, the bad guys are who? The Nazis. That was a surprise, right? Uh, that was a surprise. 1950, the, no, the Nazis are pretty much dealt with. <laughs> 1947, they, we thought they were dealt with, too. I mean, I mean 1950, the bad guys are the Soviets. Exactly. Yeah. But more importantly, <laughs> who are our allies in fighting the Soviets? Whole lot, um, whole lot of Nazis, yeah, so a whole lot of Nazis, literal lot of- actual Nazis, right? Werner yeah. von Braun, <laughs> literally <laughs> helping the Moon program, right? We can't we can't say Nazis are still with us because that's actually true, and we can't say that. So I think that was why it was taken out, even though it fucks the script, right? Because that was yeah, the only because- thing that would make it good. 
Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like the whole thing about um, not being able, like being sabotaged made sense in the book. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, all those people trying to stop them from going, it just made no sense at all. There was nothing. No, it was it was just, it was like uh, uh, plot pieces from the previous book that makes sense. Like, this is probably my second time reading it. First time I read it, I was a kid. I was like, this is a cool story. And then, holy shit, there's Nazis on the moon, <laughs> right? Because I didn't know that the, all the sabotage that was happening on Earth, I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. I just didn't occur to me, right? Because I hadn't read the book before. But all the sabotage that happens on Earth is not a guy in his backyard with a bunch of kids and his nephew. It's uh, uh, it's like a business, a bunch of business meetings with business guys saying, you know what America has that the Soviets don't have? Industry! <laughs> American! How to witness! Well, 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 from what I remember the movie, remember I didn't watch it for the time, the movie also kind of takes from a. Now, haven't we done the man who sold the moon on the yes, podcast? Yes, it's it, you're right, Paul. It is very. It's taking it's taking from D.D. Harriman's story yes. too, and kind of mixing Rockets of Galileo. But we like D.D. Harriman, and this this yeah, these guys oh, are un, yes. unlikable. D.D. Harriman has charisma, a story, a plot, and gold. A, a, a plot, a personal, a personal ethos, and goals. Whereas the. I don't even remember any of the until you mentioned. I don't remember the names of any of the people from the movie. They're so forget. They're, for, I, I don't know their names. I, I don't care about them. I want them to die because they're wasting my time. <laughs> they're going to die because because <laughs> their soul is apparatchiks. Whereas Dee Dee Harriman, yeah, I mean, he's passionate. I feel for, I feel for Dee Dee Harriman because you need to learn his middle name, me. Paul, because he's he's just like uh, the the owner of Twitter, right? He's a um, Reeve. <laughs> you need to woke scold his middle name because um, he's an asshole. Delos David. Right? De- De- oh, Delos De- David. De- David. De- Delos De- David Harriman. What have you been doing? <laughs> you guys are giving me grief here. Um, but no, no. But seriously, I mean, it's like, um, isn't I mean, it the green capitalist? Yes, we, we, right. we, which, sto- which story is it? Is it that? Where Requiem, Herman right, gets to go to the gets to go to the moon and dies. Requiem, Requiem. yeah, yeah. Requiem, yes. Yeah. So, so I feel for, and I read that one actually before I read the Man Who Sold the Moon because Same. Requiem was in expanded universe. Was it expanded universe? Yeah, well, or, Requiem was first, I think. Yeah, the Man Who Sold the it, Moon it was might, like, uh, yeah, might have been. Well, I, I wound up reading Requiem first. It's like, well, who is this dude and why? And then when I read the Man Who Sold the Moon, like, oh, this is that dude. That's a great couplet of a, of a character arc. Mm-hmm. He finally gets to go to the moon, but you know, only at the cost of his life. But this is his lifelong dream. He made it happen, but he couldn't go himself. So I feel for Dee yeah. Dee Harriman, whereas I don't feel for anybody in Destination Moon. No, they're they're terrible. They're all boring. I want the whole. I want the Soviets to come in and say we were here first, and you guys suck. You're so boring. But it doesn't happen. <laughs> You sounded a bit like Corey there for a second. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm using. So, um, I love, I love that. Actually, you know what? The the Nazis in this book are much better, like as characters, than uh, anything that happens in the movie. Like they they actually kind of make the story kind of interesting. There's no girls, so there's no little rom. The closest we get to a romance in here is actually pretty cute and very Heinlein. I guess you guys didn't notice the uh, the little sex scene <laughs> that's implied. No, 
I, was like, I think I missed that, unfortunately. All right. Okay. So remember back on Earth when they're they're pre- prepping right before they're getting their rocket or before they get their uh, what's what's the kind of uh, radioactive fuel they use? Thorium. Oh, thorium. Thorium. Right. Yeah. Right before the thorium arrives, uh, somebody goes to get the uh, mail um, and come back right. and they distribute the letters, and uh, one of the kids makes fun of the other kids. And sa- says, um, uh, that girl who's, who's hot on you, uh, the, the f- bottled blonde, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, he says, the other kid says, she's not hot on me. I'm hot on her or something like that. And says, and she's not a bottled blonde. It's natural. And then the other kid says, I guess you'll find out soon. That is the sex scene. (laughs) Like a little YA, right? Like, does the carpet match the drapes sort of thing, right? Like, oh, Heinlein, you're not supposed to do that. This this, this carpet is definitely wool. Oh, sorry. That's a different movie. Wow. (laughs) So. (laughs) This carpet is definitely made of wool. He also talks about about inappropriate pictures and, and books. In the oh really Nazi. yeah yeah oh when he was when he was looking in there in the Nazi like, oh uh, yeah so pornography on the moon is what I'm hearing yeah there was porn- oh the, the Nazis <laughs> brought the porn to the moon porn yes. to the moon well the kind of lonely and, our you know, heroes wouldn't do that Thor uh, no, Thor they, and what's they the other the ship space for, for for algebra textbooks <laughs> that's right they're clean yeah 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 gotta get, get keep up with your try to keep up with your homework. Yeah. <laughs> no time for sex on the moon. You have to do your homework. Uh, two two other things that occurred that I think are really important to discuss. I, I'm sure we'll get into other stuff too, but I, I don't want to forget these two. Number one, um, I I found an association copy. Uh, I think it was on Hathi Trust. I don't know if I tweeted it to you guys or on. Uh, anyways, it was Heinlein inscribing it to his nephew. I'm like, oh, Heinlein has a nephew. Um, and he was he was saying, "You are this character," and he like he said, "You are this character," in that inscription, which proves my point about him being. Everybody agrees, right? That he's the the professor is the is the uh, Heinlein stand, right? Yes, um, it makes sense. But this is like proof of that. He also wrote his his nephew into the book as one of the characters. Tuckerization, yes. Yeah, um, changed the name, but um, he says that's you in the inscription, um, which is very cool and interesting. Uh, but uh, I, I think it's it's also cool that this is a like like if you'd said to me reading this book blind, you've read Jesse, you've read all the other Heinlein stuff, but you haven't read this book. Uh, here's a book. Uh, did Heinlein write it? Right, mm-hmm. and I didn't know anything about it. I would say ah. Well, I'm not sure, except if I point to certain things, right? If I go in and point to certain things. And one of the things that's pointed to in here uh, that if you're not looking for it because you know what Heinlein writes, you might have missed it. Um, who are the kids who go to the moon? There's a all-American white boy, <laughs> right? There's a German immigrant kid, and there's a Jew, Yes, I noticed. I noticed this, and you know what? Right? I noticed, especially noticed because first, well, well, yeah, because they talk about they talk about the going to congregation, and Spider he- Spider Robinson gives that boy's father a very distinctive Jewish accent. It, well, he's I, right I, I to do like, so. 
<laughs> What's that? He's right to and do so. I was so. thinking like, oh my god, this is a Jewish character. I did not expect that in this novel. Well, he he's make, very careful also to not make a big deal of it when they get to the moon. Right when there's fucking Nazis on the moon, they don't say, "Oh, the Holocaust! This must really traumatize you, kid." Because <laughs> there's a German kid and a Jewish kid are best friends because they're in the United States, and the UN has solved all the problems. Right, Earth yeah. is a happy yeah. basket, except for it, apparently somewhere on Earth there's like fucking Nazis everywhere. There's apparently a Nazi colony somewhere. They 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 carefully don't say where, but. Given given subsequent events and uh, you know the search for Nazis and whatnot, probably South America. Given no, I was thinking Antarctica. That was uh, no, 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 because there were plenty of there were plenty of Nazis in Argentina and the story of uh, is, is 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 really uh, searchers looking for them and finding them. So I but not I, not I, in Heinlein my, books, right? The, I don't think that happens actually in in in, in like Washington D.C. I mean, yes, <laughs> in real life. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yes. We're talking about the Bob Brown thing, but I'm talking about the, the whatchamacallit, how can I put this? If we're the talking in the Heinlein universe. Uh, in the Heinlein universe. In the yeah. Heinlein universe, I think they're in Antarctica. If we're talking in reality, they're in Washington, D.C., and Texas, and California, and in Canada. They're all over the fucking world, including South yeah. America. Um, and in uh, kind of in Germany, too, which is weird, but yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, all the, all, a lot of the government people were denazified and certified and used to keep Germany in its place on the in the West Germany. But if we're talking Heinlein, right, and not re- real life, I think it's Antarctica. I I can't say exactly why because I don't think it's pointed to in any book. But they there is oh you know one of the things that's mentioned in the movie, Mice, okay. maybe you caught this. Um, uh, he, they're thinking about where they could do their testing on their rocket, and he says, uh, "Little America." I was like, "That's little, little yeah, that's America? that's Antarctica." Yeah, that's Antarctica. But but, no, but there, there, there are strong disadvantages to having. Well, that's why I didn't want to do it there, right? But but well, well, oh, I, I but mean, there, there is there was a Nazi plan to take part of uh, Antarctica. Right, and I, I, people went looking. Mean, you know, people talk I mean, about. Clo- I mean, for 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 U-boat bases, orbi- orbital, orbital reasons, it's better to have a a um, a spaceport close to the equator, not at the pole. Well, not if you have a rocket that's nuclear powered. <laughs> well, well, if you have a rocket that's not relying on ballistic velocity, that's true. Which is which is which is the plot major plot point in this novel. They mm-hmm. go through the whole thing like, oh yeah, you, have, you can go fat, you can go as slow as you want as long as you have constant thrust. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was actually wondering about the nuclear rocket thing. Yeah. Like, I, I went so far as I actually asked a science teacher mm-hmm. about this. Like, why don't we have like this week atomic rockets? Yeah, this week. Yeah, I actually asked. Like, I'm They're too heavy book, is the answer. And the big uh, theme, the big. Well, he's a smart guy. He's even though he's. I mean, yeah. I have a PhD in MP in high school, so. Let's assume the best of all our high school teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I said, I'm reading this book, and the big kind of technological question is, like, how can we take atomic energy and use it to 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 power a rocket? And, what, and then the question I had was, like, why don't we have nuclear rockets? Is there something with atomic power? And he just went on this rant about how, like, we haven't really moved behind 
move beyond the the steam engine in terms of energy production. Mm-hmm. Like basically all our energy is still yeah, steam it's engine. Making it it's water just, hot. We're just turning to turbine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like nuclear power is just turning to turbine. Yes. Hydroelectric. The only exception would be solar energy, which uh-huh. I guess you could have a solar sail kind of thing. But and he says he just says he told me atomic energy doesn't work. Can't you know? It's it too heavy. Work that well. So the, they they did well, actually it, experiments it, 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 with this. I, I thought some of the NASA rockets were no uh, not, working on nuclear. No, no, there's no? no no NASA rockets that are nuclear. Yeah. They should be, but the, the, uh, one of the things that uh, well, well, it's the a little confusing. The Voyagers, the, 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 the Voyagers have a that's not a the, that's a radioactive decay. That's not the same. Yeah, and that's still, like a yeah. trickle charge, right? That's, that's not anything yeah, close. Trickle, to I don't it. think it's powering like the thrust. No, it's. It's no, no, no. Some of the Mars yeah. rovers have the same thing, That's and they use it. The yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not rocket. It's not. Uh, it's not yeah, a yeah. steam like, engine. The, right? the specific question was, why don't we have like atomic rockets? Why can't atomic energy power a rocket? Um, did did, did, you, did your friend tell you about philosophy. Project Orion? Well, apparently he didn't know about it. And okay, I don't so, either. So, um, it's 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 a it's a theory. It's a concept that well. You couldn't launch a rocket from Earth because you'd re- you basically irradiate the area. That's one of it. the reasons, yeah. Yeah, but basically, basically you explode atomic bombs beneath your rocket. Oh, that, uh, yeah, that's... Well, actually, he did say something like that. He, that's he did for... Say there space. was that theory. That yeah, you don't yeah, do yeah, that on Earth. You do that in space. No, yeah, yeah, but in space, you could do that. You could throw... You could explode bombs behind Very your rocket and, and get thrust out. It's, yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not efficient at all. It works, but it's not a great way to... To, to use your nuclear fuel, it might kill the passengers as well. <laughs> well, if you have if you have terrible shielding, yes. Okay. But also the acceleration is not good. You know, it's not constant. It's it's the opposite. It's sudden. Um, so yeah. the, they but did. Anyway, ex- the lesson here, mm-hmm. the lesson here is we're technologically still at the same stage at the origins of capitalism. Capitalism has not contributed at all to a technological development. We're still in the steam engine age, like the very we, we, first. We, we just have we just have new and interesting ways of making steam to turn turn. We just manipulate the 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 electrons a little bit differently, mm-hmm. but our the, our core foundation of our civilization, like our energy source, it's still coming from technology developed in the nineteenth century. That's what he said, and I, mm-hmm. I I found that yeah, he's not I wrong. People like David Graeber are right that. Like, well, for whatever reason, we've we've kind of stagnant. We've been fairly stagnant for for a couple centuries. It's shocking. Uh, I want to talk about w- w- two things. You know, remember um, from I don't know what movie it is. Probably Captain America or something. There's the heli helicarrier thing. The helicarrier. That's yeah. yeah that's atomic powered, right? Um, um, it is. Yes, yes. It's not fueled. It's it can stay up there forever. Yeah. Right? Um, they actually did experiments with uh, flying radioact- radioactive decay. Not sorry. They did. They put some. Bo- they made some bombers and they put uh, nuclear reactors in them, and then they flew trying to use the electric power generated from the uh, nuclear engine to power the propellers and it worked but it's super fucking dangerous 
And it's also got a big problem is that your fuel it doesn't get wasted, but you need water, right, to make the propellers work, <laughs> to spin. So they didn't have to land because they ran out of fuel. They, they ran out of water. Ran out of water. And they're super fucking heavy. Like, thorium is, uh, is a very heavy metal, right? It's atomic number 90. Uranium, also heavy. Uh, 92, yeah. Right? Uh, so when he's got this field uh, in the desert and they're using shielding to use zinc, their, their, their actual fuel is zinc, which zinc they, steam, as I recall. Zinc steam, which then expels zinc water, uh, just, just regular, which hits the water and then that's their propellant. It's kind of like he's hoping that this will work. But that uh, radioactive rocket th- like what, when MISA when you went to see uh, the space shuttle launch the stuff mm-hmm. coming out the back is water right? Yeah. the yeah. stuff coming out of the back of this thing would be ra- a radioactive cloud of zinc <laughs> really bad like it's basically what happened in Ohio the other day except it's radioactive mm-hmm. right like that's really bad <laughs> and if you're doing these rockets all the time the Earth would become pretty fucking horrible pretty fast because you don't want all of the, all that radioactive steam, <laughs> radioactive zinc all over everything. So it, it it he's got the math wrong, but he's got the idea right, and so it really that's why we haven't done it. But if <laughs> if we were like in space and you had a thorium uh, rocket already built in space, it's all fueled up, it would work, right? I'm not, thir- I'm, sure, I'm not sure thorium would work, but I know that uranium yeah, would work. Yeah, I, I found that an interesting little bit here that he switches from uranium to thorium and never explains why. He just says, he says it's kind of a secret that it's, it's a better. It's a fudge, but yeah. It, 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 it feels like a little bit of like uh, him trying to have it both ways and trying to make it easier. He's trying to make a story. Yeah. It's like, well, we'll use thorium instead of uranium. Like, why? Yeah. Shut up. We'll figure it out later. We'll see, Misa. I don't know if uh, we're going to get any. Uh, every time they launched, uh, you know, one of those Mars rovers with um, plutonium or the Voyagers, right? Like it was kind of scary because if they do blow up on launch, you got a cloud of a cloud chunks of uranium or plutonium falling all over the place, right? Oh yeah. Well, no. The thing that I was that I was thinking of was um, a press release that I saw. That says NASA is uh, announcing a collaboration to to demonstrate a nuclear thermal rocket engine in space. Mm-hmm. So it's not. I guess it's not for taking it off. No, they no, have to you build should, it. You still, you still take it up to space and then do it. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you, still, you still need to get get to orbit. Take I mean, your fuel right. up there and then launch. Uh, refuel mm-hmm. in space and then and mm-hmm. then you. So yeah, he's not wrong. Heinlein's not wrong in the idea that. You could use nuclear power as your source of energy, but it's pretty scary. It is scary, and it, you know the thing he does in the—it's not mentioned much in the movie, but in the in the book, the professor's like, "You need to wear your film, radioactive film, and you have to develop it every day, and you also you have to yeah, study, yeah, no, they, and they, you're they the mention, medical officer, they, they, right?" They mentioned in the book briefly about that, but otherwise, I also, yeah. also want to point out one other cool thing that's funny because Heinlein makes the. Uh, 
I mean, Spider Robinson does a really good job with the audiobook, but uh, it might be slightly distracting because I don't think he plays the the Heinlein character perfectly. He's actually he's kind of supposed to be the comic relief as well, which is Heinlein hogging all the <laughs> hogging all the best bits for stuff. I yeah, mean, he gets, he gets smart, knocked out by yeah. The, by well, the that's actually my point is he's knocked on the head three times, <laughs> right? <laughs> First time he shot in the shot in the head. We find out later it was he was shot. Second time uh, it was an explosion on the base, and then third time it's on the moon, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> when when that ha- that that uh, that's a very uh, Jules Verne move, where he he has the character like um, in uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth, uh, the professor's name is like translates as Rockhead. <laughs> Because he's he likes <laughs> rocks. He's a geologist, right? Uh, Jules Verne is very funny structurally, like that, and that's Heinlein, I think, doing that. But also, um, who here has read uh, the H.G. Wells novel, The First Men in the Moon? Anybody? No. Can you talk about that on a different so. podcast? I've done well, a show on it. It's a great uh, book. Um, mm-hmm. it's, I think is that the the one that that movie. The, 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 there is a movie version. I the think Voyage to the Moon. Uh, based off of, I'm not sure. There, there is, there is one called the. First... I watched that movie. Well, the the way the silent movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, I, I think that's a Jules Verne one. So there's so, a Jules yes, Verne one. It's a rocket to the moon. I'm yeah. sorry, not a rocket. It's a gun to the moon because yeah, 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 yeah Americans are. Like, he's making fun of Americans. Ballistics. Americans love yeah. guns. Therefore, the the ballistic society uses a, a bullet with men in it. Um, the the Wells one is much. Much uh, oh Wells yeah yes it's oh, a Wells it's much better and the the professor who invents it um, he uh, he uses like a anti radio uh, anti gravity uh, technology that has like louvers that can al- allow you to pull yourself to any other body in in the sky basically you turn on uh, turn on turn on the uh, Anti-gravity, uh, one louver. Contragravity, yeah. Yeah, contragravity. Um, and it, you can push away from the Earth or you can pull to the moon. And that's how you can, like, maneuver in space is just, you know, grab a bit of Venus, pull uh, a little bit on Mars, pull a little bit on the moon. You can move <laughs> around. It's it's very clever. But when they get there, um, they find there's uh, Mar- uh, not Martians, uh, selenites on the moon. Uh, and they do colonization. <laughs> so they land there and then they like, I'm British! And he punches one of them in the face and the head explodes because they're made out of very light materials. Um, and then they, they're put in chains and they've got like, uh, the metal is gold. So they just pull it apart because they're, so, they're strong, they're from Earth. It's a, it's a really, really nice satire. Um, the thing is, is this feels like um, him doing Tom Swift... And doing uh, that book, First Men in the Moon, and not not doing the standard thing where let's have some weird romance where uh, you know it's you're you're my cousin, but it's okay because we're not actually cousins because of some loophole I found, right? Or whatever whatever weird sex things he he wants to throw in there. We don't have that. We don't have any <laughs> politics, right? 
There's almost no politics at all, other than Nazis bad, which everybody agrees to, except <laughs> the thing they took out of the movie completely, which is the UN. He's all about the UN in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and, and yeah, it's and, noticeable. And it, I mean, that's it, important very... for later books too, right? Like a space uh, was a space cadet, right? That's all about the UN. Uh, Space Force, which is... And it's stuff on the moon, right? But what's missing from later books is that it's never mentioned, as far as I can tell, in any of the other Heinlein books, there was selenites in this book, right? The city under the moon surface. And we find out that the moon surface is... Well, that's actually... Well, that's something that comes up in Blow-Ups Happen. Is it? Okay. Or it's, it's talked about in Blow Ups Happen, but it's a little bit different. So, um, in Blow Ups Happen, like here, the idea is there was a nuclear war. Right. Like the, the craters on the moon couldn't right. have been natural because of the seas or, or something like that. Or they couldn't have been just meet, meteorites, right. right? Craters from Because meteorites. of the, the seas or something. So, here it's nuclear yeah, he war. Does, he, does, he doesn't but send in, blood results. But in. Um, have you guys read uh, Blow Ups Happen? Not recently. No. Not for decades. Not recently, but yes. Yeah, Blow Ups Happen. So the, the, there, there's this power source, basically fission power, that like is always like on the edge of blowing up, right? So they have to like have this really strict control of the working working class of the workers in the plant, because if they do anything that's a little odd or off or not following the regulations, they have to like take them off the line because the slightest mistake could lead to disastrous consequences. Um, and then they realized and, and like, note, that was really popular back then. Cause I'm thinking of Louis Del Rey's story nerves, which gets the same sort of idea. The civilization on the moon had the same technology, and they blew themselves up. The whole planet was destroyed in one of these mm-hmm. accidents. So then, in blow-ups happened, they're like, well, we got to take this energy source off Earth. Make it like a orbital thing. And then we can create the energy in fuel form and send it down to Earth. That will be safer. But the, the moon is like the lesson. Like We don't want to make the same mistake. Mm-hmm. And that's very similar here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's I, a I think short it's story, right? Evan? Of like, of, it's it's short, but it's it's like novelette two hours, and this is yeah. four hours, yeah. right, or five hours. So yeah, it's, I think it's, it's a, a long short story. What what year is it? Nineteen forty. Oh, okay. Gloves happen is I think it was published right after Coventry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should listen oh. to his uh, podcast, my son. He's going through. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I, going I, through this now. That's why it's on my mind. I'm. I'm starting my Robert A. Heinlein read through. No, Robert Anson Heinlein. I, Say his name. I, I'm. Um, Jesse, are you really Jesse, It's just, funny, Paul. Jesse, I, 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 I think I'm just you're doing it for that. Stranger in a Strange Lane and Glory Road and 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 uh, those kind of books. Yeah, so many. Just, that's what so I'm looking many good forward books. to. That's the. That's where my destination is. This, this, <laughs> your destination, destination is not the moon. Your not Glory Road and no. Stranger in a Strange Land and. Uh, 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 I will fear, fear no, no evil. evil. Yeah, those are the those are the books I'm really eager to get to. That's um, going to take. I will be really interested in what you think of Glory Road once you get to it. Mm. I think I did not like. Glory yeah, you Road. didn't get through it. You know? I, I no, you didn't even finish it. No doubt no, of it. You, 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 There's a yeah. rape scene. I think fairly early. 
So, yeah, I, I yeah. was. Yeah, it's, you noped out of it quite. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, it's, he's he can be rough, but I I think the lack of women in here really hurt the book. I think um, you know. Yeah, I, I'm kind of missing the. Like, what is it? The one, the one where the the. the where the full family is, yeah, space family oh, stones, stones. Yeah, rolling stones. You got stone. the, the matriarch. Yep. Yeah, that 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 was a nice because his there, his so. sexual politics are very interesting, right? Like, even if you don't like it, it's squeaky or whatever. They're very interesting, and there's no sexual politics here, right? It's just girls don't exist. Like I think those, it's his most radical thing, actually. Yeah, Nazis on the moon, like they're just budding. <laughs> <laughs> they don't they don't uh, reproduce on the moon they, they just yeah it's not it's not enough uh so i think this is if the, this is his worst i've i'm pretty sure i've read all yeah i've read all the juveniles and this is his worst juvenile i think by a lot even I, like I, I, yeah i think he, i just I think, think it's so didactic i think that's <laughs> what i can't get over it's like even like when they catch capture the Nazi, it's like, well, we have to have like a trial, and we have to like yeah, follow the yeah. rule of laws. We got to figure out what, like what the UN would approve yeah, and, of us and, to, yeah, to and, execute yeah. this guy or threaten him with execution, anyways, to get him to do what we want. But it's all coached in like this language of like legalism. The difference and, between and the even movie... early on, it's like it's almost like a. Like, I, what's the Boy Scout one? Farmer in the Sky? Yeah, Farmer in the Sky, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's Boy Scout stuff here, too, and, like, mm-hmm. oh, you got to be trustworthy. It's, like, very... Yeah, and I, I think yeah, all of yeah, the juveniles yeah. have that degree, mm-hmm. but I'm, here I'm, it's just I'm, I'm, I mean, so like much more. I mean, the whole thing, like, when uh, the, when the boy's father says, oh, yeah, I'll, 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 ba- I'll back you, we'll do it this way, this way, and the physicist says, no, I gave my word to your son and his yeah, friends. It's like, it's like, this seems like... You are you mad? You're going to you're going to throw over this chance and just go and try to build this rock with these three, um, not quite adults. Like you are an they idiot. Are, that's the weird thing. They're all graduates of the high school, so they are they are adults. They're not treated like adults, right? No, they're treated like kids. They are treated like kids. I mean, they're, they're good lessons, but yeah. I don't think that's how most of us learn those lessons. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't, we don't learn, learn Socratic dialogue. It's important to be, yeah. Like <laughs> that's not Socratic how most people learn. Way to put it. I don't know. Maybe yeah. we do. We sometimes. Or we don't have like that. an uncle who comes in and and like we have Uncle Heinlein. That's who we have. Uncle creepy, Heinlein. creepy Uncle Heinlein who comes in and tells oh, us God. Some weird stories and like that's kind of creepy. On the other hand, you do have some good points, sir, and you made me think. Yeah. Um, there is, uh, there is actually, I, I was saying there's no sexual politics in here. There actually was a little one I forgot about until I said that. Um, mm-hmm. r- remember there's the three families, the three parents, the, there's the kid yeah. who, I, I, they're all exactly the same in my mind. So I can't tell who's, yeah. <laughs> but there's one, one of them has a, only a mom and the dad, I guess, died in world war two. Um, and they mm-hmm. run a store. And the mom's like, yeah. uh, I, I, I will let you go do this because you're a man and your father would have wanted it or something like that, right? There's the dad mm-hmm. who says, you're my Jewish son. You are already a man. You can do whatever you want. I disapprove, right? And then there's the other kid who says, um, dad, dad, can I go? And dad says, no, no, you may not. And then the mom sits there knitting for a long time. And at the yeah. end of the conversation, she says, you need to let him go. 
and she's like been reserving her words, even though she was the one who was worried. This is actually um, <laughs> how to make everybody mad. Okay, ready? <laughs> Jordan, whatever the B stands for, Peterson, um, is a, a, talks I'm, about this I, a lot. It talks I'm, about. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go here. Okay, go ahead. What, what does his B stand for? By the way, I don't know. I don't know. He, I don't pay okay. enough attention to. All right. I, I one of the things. What one of the things um, he always talks about is female uh, mentality and male mentality. And, you know, how they're not completely different and they're not completely the same. But one of the things is women want to protect. Uh, it's a natural instinct. Um, men uh, want to uh, challenge. And so uh, in this case, she, her instinct is, I don't want my boy to get hurt, which everybody can understand, right? But I also want my boy to become a man. And she chooses to not follow the first instinct and to follow the second instinct. And I thought that that was like a very Heinlein move because some of his, his female characters, like in Space Family Stone, Grandma Hazel or whatever her name is, she says, um, you know, this is risky. Um, on the other hand, it is, it'll make a man out of you. She's, she's like the most dominant character in that book, right? She's she's like um, yeah. uh, she has the dual instinct to nurture and to calm and make you feel better, but also she she's uh, rip roaring and she's pulled out her six gun, right? So she's got that kind Woo! of both both things going on. So there is that little tiny scene of of uh, gender dynamics and m- uh, m- mother versus father. Oh, oh, and, and, and for the record, um, it's Jordan Burnt Peterson. Burnt? B-E-R-N-T. B-E-R-N-T, yeah. Burnt? burnt? No wonder he doesn't Burnt say Peterson. it. Yeah, but he Jordan does say Burnt Jordan Peterson. B on his uh, yeah, yeah, well, 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 channel Now I know it. Now I can use it. But <laughs> I, 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 I try to avoid referencing him because he is a, to put it terribly, a fuckwit. Part and of Evan, Evan agrees with you largely, I think. Well, I, I don't. I'm not a fan of Peterson because he, he doesn't read, doesn't do his homework. He doesn't read enough. <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 no. He, he, I, I mean, I mean, the other day, oh god, I'm caught by Jordan Peterson. He was talking about fascies and getting his Latin wrong, and I was just like, "You idiot! How stupid!" I saw that. I saw that you were upset. Yeah, well, because I mean, uh, it's just a simple mistake. That I don't know and, my and, Latin. And I didn't learn uh, any. Well, it's just like like the way. Like the way he kind of talks about like Marxist postmodernism, it's like yeah. you don't know Marxism or postmodernism. You should just sh- withhold judgment on those things until you read more. You should be I more mean, stoic. They, 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 <laughs> he, he had that debate with Zizek where he's like about Marxism and mm. and they, they, Zizek sort of went off the rails in that debate. I I don't think he really approached it, but he's he's who he is. But like Jordan Peterson's like, well, to prepare for this debate, I reread the Communist Manifesto. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. not doing your homework. Dude. That's, there's like, a, that's like a five minute read. You got to read. <laughs> yeah, actually, more, more stuff. There's a, there's a younger, I shouldn't say version of him, but there's a younger YouTuber. He's like in his twenties that I hate watch. Oh, and, I need to, and, I need and, to and, and, find this YouTuber. What's this YouTuber's his, his, name? His, his, his Nick is. What if alt hiss? I started watching because he what was talking about alternate history, and now he he's gone into into Jordan Peterson like uh, ideas about social dynamics, and he doesn't understand Marxism or 
any of half the shit he talks about. So I hate watching. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I hope you use an ad blocker. Um, I, I just skip the ads. Yeah, that's um, you're giving them a little little coin. A, li- a little bit. You need but, to learn you know. the the ad block so you can avoid. But but, but anyway, money. yeah. Anyway, Ward off his, off his likes Jordan Peterson, so unsurprised. Yeah, but he does. But, he, but you don't have to. You don't have to wholly be down with everything somebody says to, you know. I mean, so. I like I like his alternate history ideas, but his actual social ideas are, are bollocks. So, wow, well, um, everybody's st- a work in progress too, he right? Stop doing mostly. Stop doing alternate history, which is sad. How it's can like, I hate watch you if you don't do what I want? <laughs> well, well I, I mean, I didn't hate watch him when he was doing alternate history. I hate watching oh. him now because of his pop, because of what he's watching of yeah. of, of, of his more you know, like his social theories, which it's, are just like. Like, like, my God, man, read some real books. I mean, he reads some things that are way out of date and doesn't, yeah. It's anyway, anyway, I, anyway, he's in the bin with Jordan Peterson, but I'll watch this guy. <laughs> he's, entertain, he's, enter, wow. he's, he, uh, he's entertaining, but I won't watch Peterson. What, um, anyway. what, I just feel sorry for, for Peterson because he, he doesn't read enough. <laughs> <laughs> My son, True. do you hate watch he's, anybody? He's not totally stupid. Uh, no, I, I, I don't. I don't. Read more. Too busy. He, he, he might buy a vowel. It's true. My daughter told me uh, oh. she despises yes. Jordan Peterson, so yes. I just was like, okay, got it. Yeah, a lot of people do. I'll go do. somewhere else. A lot of people do. Yeah. Um, hey, look, we're, we're, we have a uh, dearth of in- public intellectuals. We have to. <laughs> to scour the yeah. internet for them. Um, look, Zizek's not perfect. He's interesting, right? Um, he's, his politics are not my politics. Although one of the things that I really do sympathize with him is he likes jokes, as do I. So yeah. on that we agree. Uh, but all all the really good philosophers they kill themselves and then keep writing books. <laughs> well, I, what I appreciate about Zizek is he, although. I think he's not as clear. He'd be more impactful if he was. He's a an op. more grounded. Um, but it's. He thinks there needs to be a more radical left, and he's right about that. Mm-hmm. There, yes. There needs to be a more serious left. Which is funny coming from him. <laughs> but yes. Well, I. I, I think he's earnest about it. Yeah, he is. It's just funny coming from him because he's yeah he's but you know all over the place. Yeah, he's not clear enough about it. I don't think he's the best spokesperson for that. And no, he, if you watch mean. that debate with Jordan Peterson, like Jordan Peterson, like was so ignorant about like basic. Like so many like, are. Oh, so there's opinion. a lot of pro- propaganda and, going on, and like Zizek could have just like went to town on him but he didn't like on but he didn't because yeah. he because he's next doing his own fucking thing yeah and it's like i don't know where that is what that's where why what you're trying to say it's interesting yeah <laughs> and i'm enjoying it mm-hmm. but your job here is to crush this anti-communist <laughs> yes and you're not doing how about teach him teach him 
Because uh, um, can't be taught, Jesse. No, no, you know, see, okay. I think that's, that's an option. That's, I think I, that's, that that's not true, Paul. Option. I think when people cut themselves off, like, like, um, when you say, I'm not going to talk about that guy, I'm not going to think about that guy, I'm not going to, like, the, a lot of the people who hate Jordan Peterson are, are people who hate him because they know he said something, but they don't know everything he's saying. They just heard that one thing, right? And the thing is, is, he ain't he ain't uh, really necessary for me, right? I'm I'm an adult, but if you're a young man, your your dad abandoned mm-hmm. the family, and uh, you haven't been told to clean your room, um, and that it, that will make you a man. Um, he seems to be offering some sort of path for people. That's why he's popular. Well, I think that's that's what's sort of interesting about him is yes. he he does he understands the same problem that I understand, like. But his diagnosis is is like wrong. Yeah, he sees off. the same symptoms, but his diagnosis, I think, is yes, wrong. Like he doesn't off. realize the problem is late capitalism. Yes, he, you're right. He doesn't, and he thinks it's he thinks it's the the Marxist postmodernists, the the trans people, well, he's, or whatever. He's not, he's not wrong that there is a problem, and that he's been pointing yeah. to it. Right, because and I often think about this because I, I I worry about the boys. I, I actually you should. Do. My 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 sympathies are with the with the ladies, uh, <laughs> always. But I, I I feel for the boys. But I mean, I'm not I'm not going to cry over them the way Jordan Peterson will when he thinks well, about them. Like, you know, like he sometimes gets a little emotional thinking about the boys. Oh, I'm he, like, I think that's one of his guys, strengths. You guys, He's not telling stuff. He's not saying stuff that's that profound. Like he's saying like, it though. Like put and a on lot of a people tie, put yep. on a tie, shave. Yep. You know, wash your armpits. Talk to a girl. Yep. This is not stuff you need Jordan Peterson to be telling you. Oh, this is stuff you should many do. Out right many do. Many many well, yeah. many do, and yeah, that's sad. Yeah, and that you're more sad. maybe well, you're more sympathetic with those guys than I am. I'm. I don't have the patience for those people. Uh, I'm, I'm like, yeah, just, just, I don't just pull up your bootstraps. I don't think it's that hard. <laughs> I, I mean, you're saying many do. Many I think do. That's probably true. Many but do. But I don't feel bad for them. I, I'm like, and he is pointing to real issues. He is I mean, pointing like to real. No, they should. Yeah, and so it's not all twelve-year-olds who are hearing this. It yeah. is adults as well. Right? It is like, like those people who turn towards the right and and become like internet fascists are. Yeah, they're in their twenties. Those, those incels that are they're like twenty-year-olds. Yeah, I mean, I mean the kind the kind of people who. Um, Call me every day at work to tell me I'm a I'm a. Oh, those are the some sort of psychopath. That's that's a yeah yeah. I mean, but thing, but they're, they're they're in this they're in the same stew. No, you know, there's a lot of people I, I, who are I, I, just off. I, I, they they've I, I, been I, lied I would, to. I would bet money that half 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 of those. I'm not are, saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that that that's like a very small subset of like there's a lot of people who I talk to on Twitter. Who like they just don't they they've been lied to about what communism is and how the Soviet Union worked, and you know like the you know, some of the scariest stuff going on, really interesting things going on in in education. Um, this is a 
a really weird tangent, but I'll just mention it briefly. In British Columbia, I found out this recently because I'm a tutor, right? Um, there has been a law passed that requires every student in the entire province to get a certain number of credits studying, uh, for graduation, studying indigenous stuff. And they're just, they just implemented this. So that's why, I, like, oh, wow, your teacher really fucked this up. Because they don't know, none of the teachers know how to do this stuff. So they're like, you go to the website and do my homework for me so I can figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. And then I'll mark you on that, right? Because the teacher had never taught this stuff before. And the reason they're doing this is because it's part of, a, like, a, a plan to acknowledge the fact that Indians have been fucked over in British Columbia since... Uh, you know, the early 20th century, so, if not yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah, since, yeah, since mm -hmm. the Europeans showed up, basically. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it's a, it's a slightly weird case for BC because we don't have treaties with them like the rest of the, almost all the rest of Canada has oh, treaties. I did not know that. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird situation. So um, the BC uh, program is we're going to fix our problems with, with uh, our natives by educating everybody in the province about it. Um, but we're not going to actually fix our relationship now, right? Like there's like protests have been going on for years and blockades have been going on for years, preventing a pipeline to go from Alberta to the coast, right? The, the people in BC who don't want it uh, are getting arrested by the government that's also saying you have to study these issues about how these lands have not been ceded. And when the RCMP shows, like it's it's completely fucked up. But the plan is... If we can get the populace educated enough, I, I'm making an inference here. If we can get the population educated enough, governments in the future will be elected that are less less uh, asshole-ish, which is really weird, right? It's like the government saying, hmm. we have a plan in the future to not be assholes like we are right now, um, but we can't actually do that. So what we're going to do is sneak it in the back door by educating people on the fact that we've been assholes in the past oh, and also in the present. Um, and then eventually, we'll be able to elect governments with popular support that don't fuck over the native peoples. So that all being said, this is actually a huge problem. Like, so uh, if you, you know this word, the Holodomor? Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Ukraine uh, deliberate famine by the Soviets, yep. And see how you just framed it, right? This is a very, very, very new thing. That word, if you go back to Google yeah. Ngram and type it in, it doesn't appear until like the 2020s. 2020. It's very new. And the reason for that is there's a lot of Ukrainians in Canada um, who are, you know, former Nazis who put up Nazi uh, uh, monuments just like, you know, Southern United States Civil War generals and stuff. Same thing happening in Canada, um, and they are s strongly lobbying for anti-Soviet policies, and this is part of that campaign. Now, most teachers don't know this. They just teach what the government tells them. But there's a massive lobby in Canada by these U Ukrainian uh, immigrants of Nazis to have this in the curriculum. And so, like, the Deputy Prime Minister of Canada, uh, her name's Krista Freeland, she had, her grandfather was a Nazi in Ukraine. And she has seen holding the, you know, the Bandera thingy. So this Holodomir thing is like, it's to demonize 
the Nazis. And if you look into it, uh, which I'm sure... Demonize the Soviet Union. Yes, uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so if you look into it, which I think Evan probably has, uh, you realize that this is like 99% bullshit. Like, yes, well, there was a family. I, I sent you the thing before about yeah. the standards, because this is what I'm dealing with as, as, as a teacher, is like most of my colleagues just teach this whatever the standards say and the standards is just full of anti-soviet bullshit yes, yes. throughout and it's not just holodomor it's everything like the gulag it's a fucking prison that's what it means it means prison and the you, prison and, system oh my god not, not they have that in every country them, but like i'm not for prisons no me neither every country on the planet has prisons pretty much <laughs> And so, unless you're anti-prison, I don't want to hear bullshit about the gulag, right? So that's our job, is to teach yeah. the, the incels, or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, but say when you say incel, right, it makes it sound like, oh, they're bad. When, when you drill down into what it means, it's they want to have girls you know, like I, them. I don't think they're necessarily – I don't think be – well – I'm not trying. I'm not using that word as bad because that's how they define themselves, right? I guess, but that, that yeah. p- the point is like when when somebody is. I'm just not sympathetic with with people who don't know by by the time they're 25 don't know how to talk to a girl. You had a dad though, right? <laughs> you had a I'm dad. A what? You had a dad. He lived. Yeah. He lived in your house. He hung out with your mom. Maybe they weren't always best friends, but yeah. he was there, and he told you to pull up your pants and clean your room, right? A lot of people don't have this. Yeah, I know yeah, but this. Your mother can okay. tell you to pull up your no, pants. No, she can't. Too. No, she can't. She, she, she can't. She does other things. Look, I didn't have a dad either. My dad died when I was very young, so I understand. Like, I had a lot of uncles, and they told me, "Jesse, kind of fucking pull up your pants and clean your room." <laughs> and these are not perfect men, right? These uncles. Like one, of, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. One of my uncles was in a cult, which why I didn't know him. What? For, oh yeah. I have a lot of uncles. One of my uncles was in a cult for like uh, 20 years or something like that. Another of my uncles is still in that cult. Um, you know, very popular cult religion that, you know, he's high up in the church in that cult. Are, are um, you talking about Mormonism? Jesse? No, Paul. It's a much more obscure. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Oh, 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 okay, because you, you sounded like you're dancing around the word Mormonism there. No, I like, Mor- I like Mormons, and they are, they're not, they're too big. I to thought he was going for like, just like. Like, uh, it's it's called Ekenkar. <laughs> do you know Ekenkar? I do not. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty obscure. It's it's founded in 1965. It's not super big, but they have a temple. They have uh, they have meetings. It's it's a cult. So one of my uncles was in that cult, and the other is still in that cult. They're they're still brothers. They don't talk a lot. I don't talk to the one who's in the cult much. Um. Is it a cult if it's around for 100 years? I guess not. But it's only 1965, so it's within living memory of many. Oh, Ekenar. I found it. Ekenkar. Ekenkar. Ekenar. No, it's Ekenkar. Okay. It's a E-C-K- new religious movement followed by Paul Twitchell in 1965. Its membership today is primarily in North America, Europe, Asia, and Africa. Right. So- the Temple of Ek. Oh, my God. The spiritual home is in Chanhassen, Minnesota. Holy shit. There you go. 
I so, can actually I can actually go visit this. It's thing. an interesting building. Try not to get no, pulled I, into I, the cult. I actually do dig the new religious movements because they're at least trying to create communities. Yeah, in, but, in, a, in a world where without community anymore. But they also cut you society. off from your family in some cases. It, there's there's difficulty with cults, right? So the thing is, is of the new uncles, religious movements, Jesse. He's yeah, the, yeah. Use the prolific correct language. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, well, tell me the new religious movement's middle name. Oh, it's religious. Okay, got religion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Okay. okay. So what I'm saying is if you grow up without a dad because he's not in the house because your parents are divorced because of capitalism, etc., yeah. which is largely what causes it, right? Um, what happens is you don't have a guy in the house to correct you as you're making your bad decisions in life. So – Jordan Peterson is not a replacement for your dad, but once you've grown up enough that you say, I fucked up my life, I don't like the way things are going, you hear this guy who says stuff that's very simple, like, pull up your pants, here's 12 rules, right? Like, it, they're very simple things. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's true. I'm very sympathetic. Paul, you had a dad, right? Didn't yes, get along did. with him perfectly, but you had no, him but there. Had, but, but I had him there, yes. Absolutely. You need a dad in your life. Even if it's not, you know, like, uh, or another people, a person people don't like, Joe Rogan, right? His real dad's still alive, but he thinks of his stepdad as his dad. And the reason he does that is because that guy told him what to do. This is going back to the <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. Real dad, not in the picture. Stepdad made him who he is. Guys need a guy to temp template themselves. We are weird creatures and that we need to template ourselves on somebody. I want to be Batman. I can't be Batman. What am I going to do? Got to find out something else to do. I need to model myself on somebody. And when that person is not in the picture, things go wrong. It's like uh, this is where culture comes from. You think of the primitive tribe in the bush. And they're all wearing their weird uh, hair hairstyle you're, you're and sharpened teeth. You're sounding very Peterson right now. <laughs> you know what, Jesse? My kids grew up in a divorced family, and so did my brothers, mm -hmm. and neither of them managed to become incels. None of them. <laughs> like, you're always well, fine. Well, one, one, one of the things um, to remember is that, that it's, it, it more affects boys than it does girls, right? Because girls can model themselves on their mom. I'm saying I've got two brothers and a son. Yeah, and, 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 and I mean, like, having I, the I, uncle there is really important. That's why I'm not fucked up, is what I'm saying, right? It's like, or if I am fucked up, I'm not as fucked up as I would be without it. Because a lot of people don't have any, anybody to model themselves on. I, I don't know. You, ha you I, have I two brothers, that means two uncles for their kids. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a very different world now. Because because from what I understand for incels is they're they're just so insulated within themselves, like yep. they're just teaching each other. And well, and that, well and they have not... Jordan Peterson. Well, that, that, that's not really helping because it's just <laughs> no. <laughs> well, there's a there's bad a bad there, well there is a bad it, effect. No, I think I because think we're, we're back. I think we all need to like reread that Bowling Alone book because. Bowling For me, along. I think the, the issue, that, who's well, that by? it was a book written like 10 years ago or maybe even 20 years ago at this point. But it's about right. how like after the progress, like the progressive era in the early 20th century was the result of people like coming from 
rural areas into cities mm-hmm. and they had to like recreate community in cities. And so what they did is they created like the Elks Club and the Boy Shriners, Scouts, yeah. the, the Shriners, Shriners, all this stuff. Uh, the church community was part of that. Um, and I, I think the remnants of that are still in like Boy Scouts. The, the boomers. You, the like my when I go out with my dad when I visit in the summer, we can't get anywhere because he always stops and knows people. <laughs> right? God damn him. Knowing that's people. because he was in bowling yeah. and he's in church group mm-hmm. and he was in softball mm-hmm. and different clubs. But without things. church, right? You, like a lot of people just join churches because they're so any. socially the isolated. And internet's not replacing whatever that was. No. Mm-hmm. No. And no, you need human contact. Even if it potentially could, maybe in a, in a fantasy, it's not doing that. And I don't think we can go back to it. I, th- I think that's kind of lost. That, like, we're not going to be able to recreate the Shriners. We're not going to get those incels into the Shriners Club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm or sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm slapping game. at that image. Yes. Right. Or they're not out there like playing softball with their church group. Right. Because they're not in happen. a church. So we—that's what bowling alone is about. How we sort of lost that. That community. Book. 50, 544 so, pages. I want to. That's what I think a lot about. And, and I just don't know how we can go back to it. That's, and that's capitalism has rooted out the thing. Like, the reason we're in front of screens all the time is because there's nothing out there on the streets. There's nothing out there in. There's no community to, to as an alternative. Mm hmm. Right, so they're not. So I don't know. It's a big book. It's nineteen hours. Are you suggesting we do a show on it? Because that's big commitment. I don't know. It's 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 a little. It's. I think it's still relevant, but it's it's a little old, right? It's two thousand. I don't know if social scientists have like come to terms with it or or done the criticism time, whatever, but. It's it's something I think a lot about, and somebody like, says he George says Peterson everything like, seven times. It's like it's like some kind of weird relationship with myth or or higher. He's got a number of ho- he's got a number of hobbies. Socialism. Ultimately, the solution has to be socialism. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And that's why we do need a more radical left that uh-huh. wants to get us out on the streets. Well, that not, not speaking say, like, of which, protests. I mean, but there's a, a rally today in Washington D.C. Uh, rage against the war machine. It's happening on the 19th of February, 2023. Mm-hmm. Now we'll see if anything comes from that. If there's arrests, if anything is stopped, probably not. But people gotta get together and say, "Hey, let's uh, not, you know, stop uh, funding Ukraine. Let's fund Ohio." Let's uh, get those unions that we are forcing to work on trains that are crashing into people, like repair them and replace their brakes and uh, maybe turn that corporation into a... I'm not sure about the periodic protest, Jesse. I I think if you look at the most successful... Got to do something. Got to do something. They were built in communities, like the populace. I guess that's the example. Like that was... It's a demonized word now. That was farmers talking to each other, 
coming to solutions and the protests came as a result of that. People hear it, the word populist and they think Nazis. And that's not what it is, but that's what the problem. So there has to be a well. There is a populist right and a populist left. It, it doesn't matter. They're both people who are expressing their dissatisfaction, right? So you you talk a lot about how left and right are really their historical things. They're important. I don't care so much. I want to like say that war bad. There's a as Jimmy Dore points out. You know, if you're organizing a union, you don't say who here's a trumper, and the guy puts his hand up. You say you're out. Who here voted for Hillary? You're out. That's not how you organize yeah, you a don't union. You do that when right? you form a union. But the point about a union is you're rooted in an actual struggle against yes. capital. Yes. And so you have to be uni- united on yeah. an issue. And so if there is, uh, you know, yeah. a, a particular, you have to organize particular events in order to organize, right? We don't. We don't disagree. I'm just not sure, like protests are building that uh like, well they haven't occupy wall they street haven't. was really interesting but and they, it they had no really well, yeah they had no agenda it wasn't rooted in it's just dissatisfaction yeah it wasn't yeah it wasn't rooted in a sustainable there there were no demands model. yeah it was just protest whereas a, a demand of let's uh dissolve nato there's a demand I haven't heard anybody say that. Maybe we can get there. I agree with, but... Well, you should, Paul. NATO bad. (laughs) NATO NATO Nazis, Paul. NATO Nazis. No, Jesse, no. No. Uh, Am I wrong, Paul? Uh, Yes, yes, you're wrong. Am I wrong, Evan? NATO not Um, Nazis? You're... I mean, it, I don't think you're right. I, I don't know if you're wrong. <laughs> wow. I, I, NATO was run by a Nazi for a very long time, like a former Nazi. The head yeah, of the, head but of, I'm not sure that's what it is. No, but it kind of is, right? No. One way of interpreting what happened in the end of World War II is the United States defeated Germany and says, hey, Germans, we're in charge now. And they just kept going. Right, it, it went straight. For, what's so interesting yeah, about this book is 1947. Kind of a genetic fallacy, I suppose. I no, I'm just pointing out that you know, obviously they they don't wave the Nazi flag at NATO, right? Yeah. But, uh, but once you start looking at like what the policy is, is from 1947, they're they're actually still on team world, right? 1950. No, it's back to the Cold War, right? That was yeah. previous, and the reason for that is there's like a, there is a hate for the Soviets. It's built. Yeah, I think uh, where I, you're right is I think the United States, NATO, would prefer, would prefer fascism to, well, obviously to the Soviet Union, but to like China today. Like if that was the choice, we're given. Yep. NATO would side with the Nazis, with the fascists. Um, Canada sending uh, aircraft sure to that's... Haiti to try and yeah. uh, search for uh, gangs. Uh, an a- like it's an AWACS style plane, right? They're going to intercept radio transmission. Like, what the fuck is Canada do- doing trying to run Haiti? Because the United States asked us to. That's why. Because the United States has gotten a bad reputation in Haiti. Canada's reputation is not fully shit, even though it is. It should be. 
Uh, so we're going to try and do what the Americans can't do anymore in Haiti. That's fucked up. We shouldn't be doing that. And the reason we're doing that is because we're in NATO. Right? We do what they say. We got to do it. If you don't do it, you get on the bad side, and then you don't want to be on the bad side. You see what happens to people who are on the bad side. That's, like, real bad. So, yeah, technically not waving Nazi flag, although definitely funding Nazis. There's a... Dude, watch the clips of them doing all the, the Heil um, Hitlers. It's crazy. Um, it, it, it's real. That, you, that. Ukraine is trying to conquer fucking Ukraine. That's crazy. Just, just, I'll, I'll, I promise not to talk politics on this podcast anymore. Now you're making me angry. Ukraine is trying to conquer you. you Russia is trying to conquer fucking Ukraine. That's a fact, Jesse. And we've had this discussion before. And I think we're done with Lockerchip Galileo, correct? <laughs> I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Um, I don't want to talk about uh, the evils of Ukraine anymore and how how we need to deep not. Pay on Ukraine and let Russia no, just. How about conquer. just not not interfere with Ukraine, which is oh, what oh, has oh, been going no, on. Which, which is basically saying, "Yep, Russia have Ukraine fairly well," because you know, because Jesse, you know, you you fucking know that if yes, yeah, we just said, "Look, we're not giving Ukraine any more money." Ukraine would lose. That's what that amounts to. That is what it, it amounts. You you can say it all you want. Oh, we, oh we're not going to fund Nazis. We're not going to do this. We're not going. We're not going to get involved. But basically, not supporting Ukraine is basically saying, "Yep, Russia, you can do whatever you want. You can deport children. You can just let them de-Ukraineify Ukraine and make it make it part of Russia again." Sorry, Ukraine, fare thee well. We're not going to get involved. We're just going to wash our hands. We're not the world's policemen. Russia, have fun you with Ukraine. I mean, they already took part of the Crimea. We did nothing, which was terrible enough to begin with. But let's why just take all of it. Why don't you just knock, take, take off, take out the Ukraine president, put in somebody who supports Vladimir Putin and everything else? Yep, let's. You're, you're right, Jesse. No, you're right. I let's never said that. I never. No, said but that. that's what you're. That's what essentially what you are advocating by not supporting Ukraine, by not supporting this invasion by Russia. We're basically saying, yep, Ukraine. Sorry, can't help you. Can't help you. You have Nazis or whatever, whatever justification you want. Russia can do whatever the fuck they want, and we'll just usher Russia over you. And too bad for you. Sucks for you. We're not the world's policemen. We're not going to help. I'm sorry. I'm angry. I, I think uh, I need to leave. Have a good day. Have a good one. Um, that's that's sort of the issue, right? Is that there's. Uh, there's a, a set of beliefs about what's happened, and it's hard to communicate an alternative narrative. You know, just having a, a conversation when there's a lot of other uh, communicators uh, who have television channels and newspapers and podcasts and all the things sending the message out, what's actually happening versus the narrative it's it's tough to to explain why things have gone wrong so badly when did the war start was it 2020 2014 or has it started right after world war ii maybe 1950 
It's why I think uh, that movie is so different. Why there are no Nazis there because we can't talk about that now. Because that makes us reflect on, oh yeah, our rocket programs run by Nazis. So, what can we do? Well, I was thinking more about that stuff than I was Ukraine. Well, uh, I'm not. A, I think you two are. Were, I'm were, not sure. I'm not sure. More, I'm just saying. Broadly. NATO. NATO is is. Uh, you know, the reason we're in this <laughs> is because of NATO, not because of. Um, and why is Canada in NATO? Right, because we're, we picked a team. We didn't pick a. Uh, it's very hard, right? Mm-hmm. You can't be. Uh, there's only one Switzerland, and even Switzerland isn't 100% neutral like they claim. But the alternative is you. You have to have everybody in the military, and they all have to have machine guns in their house, and you also have to have some land that almost nobody wants, <laughs> right? Some ro- a bunch of rocks and salt mines. Because if you don't, if you don't pick a team. You're, and one of the teams collapsed, right? So the union's done. Well, I guess you can t- pick Team China now. Seems but like the, a Yeah, I don't know. Difficult like team to uh, pick. You can't really pick Team China. Even though I'm sympathetic in, in many ways to them. It's... I mean, I... Things are in flux. I've, I have mixed feelings about China, to be sure. To be sure, but yeah, I, I think looking back, the great tragedy of the 20th century is the fall of the Soviet Union. Seems to be, at least of the later half of the 20th century. Yeah, I mean, um, there's. Did they do everything perfect? No, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think. <laughs> You've got to look at their mistakes. And they made some mistakes, some huge make, mistakes. Look at their mistakes and you learn from them like you do anything else. But it's not like uh, there's a oh, – oh, you know, it used to be they could we could like say there's two sides. There's uh, us with the plenty and everybody's got a chicken in every pot and everybody has a home and there are almost no homeless people. That thing that we had in the 30s, the hobos, yeah. they're all gone, right? And then there's their system where everything's gray and nobody has cars except for, you know, a few people. And uh, they all have jobs, yes, but they don't like it because it's always winter in Russia, right? Like, that was the alternative. Now it's like homelessness over here, toxic everything, collapsing infrastructure everywhere, government completely corrupted so that, you know, we're injecting babies with, with things that are untested poisons, essentially, um, and uh, there's their system, which is not uh, the Soviet anymore. So what do you got? Seems kind of well. Depressing. What you have on both sides is kind of an ethno-nationalism. What is? I don't think I don't think you can call NATO ethno-nationalism. It's just anti-Russia. It's well, not... I think the heart of this conflict is ethno-nationalist, right? Like Russians in Ukraine who don't want to be part of Ukraine. Oh yes, okay, and. Yeah. And Nazis in Ukraine who want to the refight end, like, the war. When the analysis is finally done, I mean, I think as with most of the problems in the last hundred years, will be, yeah, ethno-nationalism is what's messing us up. In fact, if if you look at my criticisms of of where I am critical of China, it it really is not their 
what they're like they're because they have like if you look at the globally like where poverty has been eliminated a lot of capitalists like to say oh look how poverty has been eliminated in the last 30 years well it's all china mm-hmm. that's done it it's not in the capitalist world right that's done it. no it's, you could say well china's despite, really capitalist yeah. at the end well that's not what they call themselves and, and it's not the best example if you're going to say this is how capitalism is saving us all. Where I have my criticism of China is in ethnic policy and how they deal with minorities and how they are irredentist, irredentist towards Taiwan and things like that. It's like, like that is what we inherited from the 20th century and even the 19th century is this nationalism. And yeah, NATO's not that, but they're. Oh, I think they lost you. But oh, what, they, they certainly like in Serbia. They supported ethno-nationalist separatists, and you know, back in the nineties. I, uh, I guess uh, Kosovo, it, whatever. It, 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 it's they tend to back those movements yeah. if it's breaking up. The enemy, whatever is deemed to be the enemy. Yeah, but looking at only from the one side as ethno-nationalism, I I think it misses the bigger picture. Like, um, we just found, you know, there's a definitive article, right, about how the United States blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. The reason they did that yeah. is because they don't want Germany to have that gas because then they can sell that gas to Germany and it prevents a friendliness between Germany and Russia. Germany and Russia are on the same side. That's bad. That's why we got to occupy Germany. And that's why they do. So they said to their ally, NATO, who's Germany's mm-hmm. in, you know, we're on the same team. And then they blew up part of the, 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 you know, hurt. They're literally hurting Germany, but they're not on the same team. Yeah. Even though they're on, it's like that's your team. Well, that seems like a bad team to be on. I don't think we should be on that team. Well, it's okay when we do it because we, we mm-hmm. have your best interests in heart. Like that's really bad. You shouldn't do that, and we shouldn't be involved in that. And you know, you can't just snap your fingers and say we're getting out of NATO because. Uh, there are consequences to that. There's a big bad bully on the planet, and he, he's he, he's not even running things, right? It's a corporate corporations, transnational corporations, that are running things. I mean, go all cynical and stuff. Maybe we need to just like send more lobbyists to Washington. Like that sounds like a terrible plan, but maybe Heinlein could write a book about it, about how how the world was saved by. I mean, what would he think about this? Because he, he's so, in this book, he's, uh, oh, okay, see you, Misa. Yeah, bye. Um, he's so out of his, uh, he's so, um, in this book, he's, he's like, the UN will save us. The UN police. Uh, he, I mean, goes on a little bit about this later well, on. I, but I, I, I'm kind of sympathetic with the, like, when you look at the third world movement in the, in the 50s and 60s, they saw the UN as an alternative to the first and second world like and you had many good socialist minded people in the third world movement right from like indonesia or india mm-hmm. who said like what the un claims and calls for are things like sharing technology yep 
right? Poverty Which is in this book. And at the very least, and, and yeah, the UN needs reform, certainly. But as, a, as an idea, it's, it has the potential to be more democratic because it does give a voice to every country. It's not wholly bad. The UN is not that, wholly bad. That the, that the market cannot do, that empire cannot do. Empire cannot make sure that every country has a seat at the table. And, yeah, obviously the U.N. needs some reforms to be more democratic, like giving maybe votes based on population would be one solution. Yeah. Right? Or, now obviously that stuff's not going to happen because, like... Because there's one big bully like who refuses. Russia, the United States. Yeah. These countries have veto power. The, the, uh, the U.N. was the winners of World War I, and instantly... Yeah. Instantly... A couple they of years later, with Security Council, right? And, inst- and, and now there's new division because we can't have peace. But it, it does. It profits. is an alternative to empire that should be considered. It's I tough. mean, it shouldn't be thrown out. It shouldn't be. I, I. I mean, maybe it's hopeless. I don't know, but it's better than the alternative, which is just empire. It's tough. It's tough because people, uh, I mean, you, you made fun of me about how uh, uh, my answer is always the same thing. The essential problem is propaganda, propaganda, propaganda. Yeah. Um, well, I, I do think you dwell. Uh, oh, I think that that's a little too much in media. I think you're uh, you don't you don't focus enough on material conditions. Uh, well, I think that propaganda and material conditions go together in that if you don't yeah. understand the, what's actually happening, you can't mm-hmm. understand you're being fucked, right? So uh, it's hard to talk to Paul about Ukraine because he is not looking at alternative sources. He's only looking at what Aaron Rupar mm-hmm. or whatever it says. And that is not there to enlighten him. It's there to cheer a team, which he is yeah. not... You know, he, he well, he's I, trapped. I mean, I don't know what to make because I'm not on really. I don't. I don't. I haven't picked a side in this. Well, you're against war, war, right? <laughs> you're against I war. Mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, at least uh, just random always. war. No, no, no. But I'm, random war. <laughs> like, I'm. Yeah, I'm against the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Okay. Yes. I think that was a bad thing. Yeah. How did it was that a happen? Poor choice for the Russians and it was a How did that happen? It was manipulated. I, it was designed on to be done on purpose. Yeah. Right? It, it's they even it stated that. It probably was. But it's And it's not know. like defend like the way Paul's framing it is the way it needs to be framed in order to support it yeah. because what it really is is using Ukraine to fight it's a proxy war. It's using Ukraine to fight the Russians. Well, it because, certainly is a proxy war now. Well, it was it was it was designed to be right. Yeah, I mean, so using other people to get your enemy is not helping those people. It's hurting those people. Don't do that. And like yeah. the Zelensky, he ran on a platform of peace, right? Uh, of I, no war with Russia. I and, guess I, I I need to know more about like. Like, I have very little sympathy for post-Soviet Russia, I suppose. And I don't, but I don't know enough about it. Like, if, 
if you had a more democratic system in in Russia, I don't think you would have had an invasion. Because I'm not convinced the people there wanted that. Well, nobody want nobody wants war, but sometimes you do it because the alternative is terrible. But I I don't see how the altern like peace would have been worse for the Russian people than this war. Well, it may have been they worse given for an option the Russians peace. in Ukraine. It may if, have been if, worse for the Russians in to, Ukraine. If you're trying to start out, like, if, 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 but I don't if think I, I don't come over to your house and I start throwing rocks at your window, eventually you're going to come out, right? And you're going to punch me in the face. And if that was the point of me making you punch me in the face, then yeah. that rock throwing was on purpose. And that's what, what was actually happening, right? It's not like... Um, I mean, they United States backed a coup in Ukraine. This is yeah, like exposed, is. right? And the reason they did that mm-hmm. is because they are trying to use Ukraine as a proxy war against the Russians, which I'm not in favor of. I don't think we should just have random wars. Uh, so why are we doing that? Because NATO, we have to. Uh, why didn't we dissolve NATO? Why didn't we include when when the Soviets? Uh, ended and the Russians said, "Can we join NATO? Why don't we say yes?" Because you can't well, sell. Did the wep- Russians try to join NATO back in the fifties too? Uh, I don't. I, I they should have. I think they did. Yeah, I mean, I think there was, but before but, the war. But when they're not war. even communists anymore, right? I mean, they. That's why they are the good guys. It's because they're well, not. They're trying- basically on the same team now. Well, like, what do you mean? They're both on the, the the. Well, both Russia and the United States are on the side of global capitalism. Well, yes, but there's other interests involved. Neither is an alternative. There's like, other in, there's other interests involved other than you know global capital, capitalism, and there's like competing nations and w- amongst them, right? And yeah, and and then there's also like uh, the transnational elites, right? Who this is make money every different way. So there's lots of lots of forces, but uh, as a as an ethnic group. Uh, People who speak Russian on your on your border, and you're seeing your security being threatened, and like they're trying to crush the Russian economy. Like, what is the end goal here, right? Well, we get regime change. Why? So we can have our own pick of the government of of Russia, which is what they had, right? What was uh, Putin's um, predecessor, the drunk guy with the white hair? Him. After Yeltsin? Yeltsin, yeah. Yeltsin was the American yeah. pick, right? Um, and he was so drunk and so off, it pretty much destroyed what was left of the Soviet Union. And yep. And Putin is the replacement. And he says, you're doing it wrong. I'm going to run this country better. And not you, you guys work for me. This is my country, right? So nation states are still more pow- powerful in a certain sense than... Transnational oligarchs, right? I mean, t- uh, Elon Musk is rich, but he can't. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't have an army or a navy. Um, he's on a team that has that, but he's not. He's not. He's not as powerful as yeah. Putin, even if you know. So it, there, there are. There's lots of complexity here. But what would Heinlein? What would Heinlein if he was in his? young days think of what's going on here i don't think he'd be happy because uh, later on in yeah. books like we i think we did friday together right 
I think you were on the Friday show. I wasn't on for Friday. Oh, okay. Well, I'm looking forward to your talking about that on your podcast because that one is like the United States is broken up and there's like Eastern Canada, Western Canada. And it's, it's like he's not – what's so interesting is he's not as committed to the United States as most people think he is who, you know, recommend you read Starship Troopers because uh, in this book um, they claim it in the moon – uh, for the United Nations and the United States, because they're Americans, they're the leaders of the UN. They think, right? Yeah, but it's United States secondary. In the movie, the there's no UN at all, right? It's just the United States. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even talk about that part of it. We didn't say much about the UN. It, it's important to the book because he thinks, you know, yeah. he thinks it's a solution, and that's when you see it in uh, Space Cadet. Um, they're working for the UN. The bases are on the moon or in orbit around the Earth, and but they're. In a way, I actually do think it's it is a solution. He's right about about that. Like we have seventy years of UN history to look back on of of failure in different ass areas, but and maybe it's like we're back to after World War One. We'll, we'll create the League of Nations, and this will solve the problem of war. And that same kind of optimism. Well, that's what exactly what he's saying, right? And he says, yeah, solve the problem there's... of war. Two years later, three years later, that's out the window. Because the, the, they turned the, yeah. the Cold War, they turned back but the Cold War it, on. Or the, started the, the Cold The solution war. is some sort of democratic global civil society. But how do you get there? That can, when... that can, that can, we need to get rid of the Westphalian system of, of state sovereignty. Like we have to stop fetishizing like the sovereignty of states. Like with this, you're gonna, Bible you have to go stuff. a long way. How do you get there? Because there's a, there's well, a lot of people, of you know, history, we, we, violating we the integrity it. of Ukraine, right? Like Paul, like Paul was we, saying. We, well, for 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 most of human history, we didn't have this. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it's, I, I'm with you, but how do you convince system. Paul? I'm not in favor of Canada. Um, I think it's a bad idea. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm not in favor of the United States well, annexing Canada. I, I think, think that's a bad the way idea, we too. get there is... Long silence. Well, I don't know. I have a hard... I can't... How do we... How do we convince people other than having the conversation i mean there are there yeah. are ways of doing it is is you blow up buildings and then you make a statement and then people think about it for a few years and they say maybe we shouldn't do that anymore right whatever that was 9-11 etc um but that there other than having the conversations um pointing people to particular books <laughs> um i don't know what to do because uh, I think you know violence is uh, should be off the table most of the time, <laughs> most of yeah. the time. But it needs to be in there in the background for sure. Because um, all the all the stuff like it, what Paul was saying, like uh, about uh, we didn't do anything when uh, they took um, part of Ukraine. What was it called? The island Crimea. Crimea is not an island. Peninsula. The peninsula. Yeah. yeah. Um, like. That ignores a lot of stuff, 
right? Like the fact that it was gifted <laughs> not that long ago. And the reason it was gifted is because they were part of the Soviet Union and they were trying to make friends yeah. with this country. And and it's full of people who are Russian. And it's like these were integrating. We're, and then, you know, but it's like there is a recolonization and it, who's taking out like – this is not in a vacuum, right? This is not like suddenly Putin decided he's a madman, and uh, it's it's uh, there's like there is genuine popular popular support for the war yeah. in Russia, and it's not only because they're all propagandized. It's also because they know that the U.S. is fucking around with them, and and they've yeah. seen the ill effects of it. The, the 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 Russian people have tried to make nice, whether they're Russians or they're Soviets with uh the united states they want to be friends but there's a one-sided animosity i i blame the russian revolution for this and world war one but it doesn't really make any sense because americans were barely in it until so it's the british really are responsible those fucks i don't know hey did you know this is a really interesting fact i i thought about this earlier this week i don't think i sent it to you um, there was a Russian colony in in Africa very briefly, because you know all the Europeans tried to almost like Italy even did a little colonization. There was a tiny Russian colony briefly in uh, near Djibouti. Oh yeah, pre pre uh, settlement. Uh, yeah, it was like they were they called it New Moscow, and they were going to try and it was like a a little attempt to colonize Africa and the rush for Africa. But they're too busy colonizing. That's wild. Yeah, interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Siberia. They're too busy colonizing Siberia and uh, uh, fucked up on Alaska. And but they did colonize Alaska and part of, you know, right near here. It's interesting. Uh, history is fascinating. Gives us all sorts of uh, stuff. But what can you do? Uh, Got to. I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not too worried. I'm, I mean, I'm not thinking too much about that stuff, like this Ukraine stuff. It's not really on my mind. You're you're in Taiwan though, right? It's it's not as evident. It's interesting to me. Like I see it's, the people who have the no, signs it's just, here. I, it's in real life. It's like you know? that that game, like the the Six Flag game. I don't know. I think I sent you a picture of it. It's I don't like, think I know this. Like, it's like which three flags do you pick? It was like Palestine. Mm, I don't know this game. Or Israel, you had to pick one of those, Oof. and then China or Taiwan, you had to pick one of those, and you had to pick Russia or Ukraine. Oh, and what did and you was pick? Like, Taiwan, <laughs> and that's it. Well, <laughs> the question is like what. There was like the different options. Mm-hmm. I think there's like eight or nine different, maybe eight potential answers, Have right? To pick three. Like, who are you? It's like, the, like if you if, if it's China, Russia, Palestine, it's like that seems to be a certain group. It seems to be a certain media bubble that produces that result. The same way, like Israel, Ukraine. Taiwan seems yeah. to be like the neoliberal answer. Yeah, it is. Right? But what's the anti-imperialist answer? Like, depending Pirate on who flag. you talk to. Pirate flag. Like, the anti-imperial, like, one, 
interpretation could be Ukraine, Taiwan, Palestine. That'd be like we're anti-foreign aggression, right? Of some of of one type. Foreign, like, but if you're anti kind of U.S. Really. imperialism, you might say, "Well, China, Russia, Palestine." Yeah, it's it's a mugs game, right? But it it's it is kind of a Rorschach test, I guess. I I think that that that's really the problem is picking putting those flags in your bio, whatever flags they are, is is the yeah I agree with you. That's is the bad decision. Don't put those flags like, in your bio. Like I'm not going to put a Russian flag in my bio. I'm interested so in Russia. I like Russia, but I'm not. Yeah, but I'm not going to put a flag in there. The Soviet flag—that's a different picture. I do. I, I put a. Uh, do you? Hammer and sickle in my Twitter thing now. I didn't my Twitter that. file. You have to look. But I'm like I'm not going to put a Russian flag. I don't really want to put a Ukraine. If I, you force me to pick, yeah, it's probably going to be that like Taiwan, Ukraine, Palestine. Well, don't accept the forcing. But I'm not comfortable with it. I'm not really comfortable with it. Don't accept the forcing. It's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's tough because uh, I think... I'm not too sympathetic with either side. That's the thing. It's like... Well, what you should... What I, you, I just think this is another... Euro, more Europeans with irredentist border conflicts over ethnicities and stuff. Americans like, are yeah, Europeans, though. Right, that, that's the thing. Is they're they're. I mean, they're all over the Euro, the Europe, right? They're in Italy. They're oh yes, yeah, Spain. The US is certainly exploiting this to. They're controlling fuel Europe. War industry, and you know, spread NATO, which is like a a, a cash generator for them and all that yeah. kind of stuff. It's cash generator for the the, the arms industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if it's not for European ethno-nationalism, this this conflict doesn't exist. Uh, if it's not for this obsession over language and and borders and and who speaks what and 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 what language you learn in school that's a that's a really weird European thing. I think that's like Africans don't have this problem like they've come to terms with the fact that they're multi ethnic countries that all of their nations are created out of multi ethnic mm. yeah they've had their civil wars in the past but by and large, they've come to terms with their multi-ethnic states. So they're the and future. Asia, Asia, Southeast Asia does this. You know, China, you know, says it's fifty-six nations and one. All right, but the Europeans, they're still like, yo, fucking Alsace Lorraine. Those are French. You gotta go. <laughs> No, it's well. They're 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 eurozone like, now, so it doesn't matter, this right? Right? No, no. They're all out of the euro. Like uh, the the continental Europeans are. They're trans. I mean, the British aren't. Uh, English. You, you aren't. say that. You say that. But I, 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 we're we're not that far from like the Scots having another independence vote. Which well, probably support, uh, but it's, it's they want to be independent from England. England's fucked right now, right? Yeah. But it's Ireland still should. Ethnic. It's still ethno nationalism. I guess. I guess. But I'm. I'm not so worried about ethno nationalism. That seems to be on the wane. What I am worried about is you know World War I don't War think III. it's on. I don't. I'm not sure it's on the wane. And if it's gonna, if World War Three is coming, it's not it's, in Ukraine. That's for sure. 
nationalism is probably still going to be the the cause. It's, it's it, not in Ukraine. It's, yeah, I thought ethno Ukraine nationalism like is not on the wane on the wane in in Ukraine. Oh yeah, it's not. But it's on the rise. It has been for a while. It's it's funded by the United States, yeah. right? It's but Russia is becoming more ethno nationalist too. I mean, they're, they're not some kind of multi ethnic utopia, like you know. I I well, it, they're they're. That was disbanded. They're more diverse just by their borders. Yeah, they, that was yeah. disbanded. I'm, but you know, I'm not worried. I'm not so worried about Russia's. Yeah, I'm sure there's Nazis in Russia too, but not so many, and they're not funded by the world's biggest superpower. It's it's like there is a there is a a badness here that's not being expressed to the people who are supporting the yellow and blue flags everywhere. But uh, I I have a little like some of the rest like there's a guy who I know who's like a local businessman he's an immigrant and seems like a nice guy he has a restaurant and he used to have the rainbow flag on his mm-hmm. his sign um, and then he changed it to the Ukraine flag and now it's gone both are gone I don't know what that means but I do know that the people you know they're older people uh, there's you know they did well in Canada. Uh, I, I know another one. There's a, like a former professor. She has a nice uh, piece of land. It's you know enough money mm-hmm. on her pension and all that stuff. And she's got the Ukraine, or she had the Ukraine flag. And uh, no hate doesn't belong here. Like I don't even know where they get these signs. They must be on Facebook groups or something. But basically, she supports the things that are good. And the reason she does that is because it's it's not being transmitted to her that these aren't these things aren't necessarily good i mean the hate has no home here is not really a negative thing i think it's just um a little bit reductionist because <laughs> it's not like there was a lot of i mean it's just expressing solidarity like he him or whatever in your bio it's not it's not a uh, uh it's not wrong it's just silly um but you know by supporting by having that flag, what you're saying is, I support a proxy war in Ukraine. It's not that, you know, people shouldn't be invaded. Of course they shouldn't. That's wrong. People shouldn't have their homes destroyed. But it's not that simple. That's not how this started. It wasn't just suddenly Soviet uh, Russians trying to do something. It was like mm-hmm. a series of provocations. A, like there was a literal war going on since 2014. Um, it was just not, Russia was not involved in it, Right. It was it was a civil war, and uh, and a team picked a side, and yeah, yep. and it, it's and even Paul, like Paul's characterization of you know uh, Ukraine should um, just be a band like the waves straw manning saying uh, my uh, opposition is Ukraine should be a band. That's not even what anybody's uh, on the Russian side is saying. They're saying we we had the Minsk agreement. You broke that. The Minsk Agreement is like these two uh, Donbass areas full of Russians who are being shelled, shouldn't be shelled anymore, and they should have s- some some measure of independence within Ukraine. And that was like, uh, you know, like, I-, I don't know if he heard the Boris, uh, Boris Johnson went there and kiboshed that. I don't know if he heard that and dismissed it or w- whatever. But, like, these things actually happened, right? It's not like there's a... Um, there's a once this isn't that isn't a propagandistic 
fact. It's a fact. So there, there's no... Ultimately, Paul, uh, Paul is subject to a lot of propaganda. And I think until we get propaganda solved, I don't think we can solve any of the other problems. We, we need to look at everything as less, uh, as less propagandistically mm-hmm. as we can. I don't know. I mean, maybe that makes me a simpleton. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that's, no, I just think that's I, ultimately I, I the only if... thing to, so, to do. I did see your uh, your I don't know hammer and sickle I'm, in your bio now. I'm not sure. I I don't know what to do. Just keep telling the truth. Don't, I'm gonna I'm not, after I after I I'm gonna finish up Tarantino. And I'm gonna watch all the Kubrick movies. And then I'll, oh, that's a lot of movies. Then I'm gonna oh read eyes wide shut. I love Iowa Shut. It's a wonderful movie. And I'm going to <laughs> Documentary. read more. And you can you can inform me on Ukraine. I'm, I kind of block out that news. Yeah, it's it's not uh, it's funny, I'm looking at the bios now and I'm not like I think that is like I'm looking at somebody's Bernard J K D at uh on Twitter. Um yeah. and it's it's a Ukraine flag and it's probably a Palestine flag, I'm not sure. It's Black, white, and green with a red uh, triangle. What is that? I don't think that's Palestine. Okay. Maybe it's Syria? <laughs> I don't know. Open image and new Pal- tab. Palestine flag is the, the, is the triangle. Red triangle, black, white, green. Yeah, that's, that's the Palestine flag. So that's oh. a weird mix, okay. right? So this person has... <laughs> this person has... Um, yeah, that's the Palestine. Flag. That's a weird mix. I don't know how it came about. I don't know. Yeah, I think if, but I, I do think there's a con- mental illness is my guess. <laughs> there's a consistency. No, the consistency is is kind of autism, anti-imperial national. I don't know, like. Which I'm not sure is. I mean, I, I if someone puts up like the the Scott flag, I'll be like, yeah, based. And <laughs> but because, but that's because I I'm not a big fan of like the British Empire. I'm, I'm I like to see the final. Well, the Scots took over the British Empire. Remnants of the British Empire collapse. <laughs> this is this person has. Um... Uh, but I'm um, look at this. This person's like some. Sometimes I think this person is a, either a bot or autistic. Like it's just weird. Um, this person follows me. Uh, Land of the Lost fake biopic, right? It's like some movie or something. Uh, those yeah. two flags. Current walkthroughs taken. Scream Captain Marvel. Alyssa Milano charmed in HD. One step beyond Alien Nation. Land of the Lost. CBS Radio Mystery Theater. Like that. That one's based. <laughs> and Wild Palms. This person is like a fan. <laughs> I don't know if it's a person. Dublin, well, city of Ireland. A, he's a he's a person. Probably, but autistic or something. Needs a dad. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's he's he's. he's, he's <laughs> or it we'll, could be a girl. I'll have to look know. at his thread. Anyways, I have to go to sleep. Yeah. I have to get out of here. I appreciate that. I still um, got work let me look at the, the schedule me. and just see uh, when you're next on because it's it's been a while. 
All right. I don't see any. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Crawlers. You're on for the crawlers. Oh, and yeah. Oh, Philip Dick? Yeah, Philip K. Dick. Um, other than that. Uh, yeah, nothing. that's good. That's a couple weeks. Yeah. That's not far away. Oh, no. It's uh, it's March. Day. Middle March. So. Yeah. Golden Slave. You put me down for. Somehow you convinced me to do yep. Bill Anderson. Yeah, it's got it's it's got slavery. Come on. Yeah. Um, and now I don't know. There's some holes in there. I wouldn't mind doing another uh, uh, nonfiction. I like learning stuff. What about the Pirate Enlightenment book uh, or the real? Liberty? We can do that. We can uh, do the the Global Crisis book. Which what what, what book is that? The four fifty hour whatever. Oh Jesus. Um, <laughs> No, well, no, you're not going to get anyone else to do it. Well, that's uh, and you're, and, uh, yeah. It's hard to um, prep uh, for a 50-hour book if I do a weekly book and two other shows every week. Um, yeah, and that Pirate Enlightenment is new, so you haven't read it before. Yeah, it's David Graeber. I, I he's I've never he's read any publishing of books, although he's been dead for for a couple of years. Uh, oh four oh nine or oh four sixteen. Have a preference? Yeah, either one. Neither or either? Either. Either. It's okay. Fine. All right. I'll go Both 04 okay. and 09 then. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, poor Paul. He, he gets so riled up. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, I didn't even. I I thought we were talking about like Nazis in the State Department after World War II. Uh, well, we were. We, we were, did go we were there. Going to Ukraine. Well, I mean. I, I didn't know we were going to Ukraine. I didn't try and, and take it there, but it went there. But you know the rally against uh, rally to stop the war machine is it's against Yemen. It's about it's against uh, mm. you know war with China. It's against war with um, with uh, funding Ukraine. Well, you know America falls to shit. Uh, I don't know how big and well, bad that here's the thing. spill like, in uh, in Ohio is. But it looks real see, bad. Like from your perspective, you might think like the U.S. is instigating a war. Yeah, in East Asia over Taiwan. Well, they're trying. But that's to. not how anyone here sees it. It's it's. Yeah, but the, Taiwan's like funding the U.S. Taiwan is not part of China, and it's never been part of the People's Republic of China. I hear you, but what I'm saying is, is uh, the United States recognizes as one part of China, right? I mean, this is well, what happened at the UN funny. right at the beginning, right? Well, the, the U.S. withholds judgment on. Well, they and, said and basic, we agree with US you. Policy is, no, U.S. policy is that this I'm is up for up. the Taiwanese people to decide. One China policy. One China policy, but they're not – whether there's one China, but whether Taiwan is part of China is not something U.S. has taken a position on. Yeah, I believe they were supportive of it. Um, I mean, this is kind of like what Nixon was doing, right? Saying, you know, this – No, the, that's what China interprets it that, okay, you agree there's only one China. Right. Yeah, and, and, and the United States the US said, yeah. never said. But they didn't say which one was that which. Taiwan is part of China. Yeah, they didn't say which one was which. They said China's united. We agree with you. But You're... there's only one China. <laughs> and there's Taiwan's a separate country. <laughs> Whatever. That because it was conquered by the Kuomintang has the name Republic of China. Yeah, I get it. Uh, you're you're making a very subtle Taiwanese distinction. People, but The Taiwanese people don't want to be part of China. I understand. So self determination. But but democracy. should should we uh go to World War Three over it is my question. Um no well, China I say no to get World War Three over it. Dude, it's not China only China. It's not only China. 
There's another China, country involved. China will be fine without Taiwan. There's no reason. I get it. But should we go if, to World War Three over it? Okay. If the U.S. starts fucking around with some other part of Chinese sovereignty that's actually part of China, then, yeah, then, I, then that's well, a different you're, conversation. You're trying to pick a team. I'm not saying don't I'm, I'm not, not, I'm not saying don't pick a team. I'm saying should we go to World War Three? No, that's the answer. We should always say no to World War Three, right? So how do we get to not get into World War Three? We have to call it like we see it. This is bad. Don't do that. Right? Yeah. Don't do I, that. I'm, I'm saying flying planes over Taiwan from China flying planes over Taiwan and not relinquishing the use of force to so you know, reuni- like to unify it. With, with China, which no one wants in Taiwan, is not a good way to prevent World well, War there, III. Uh, there's like a... They need to grow up about it, frankly. Who's they? Need the, to who's stop they? The, 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 Chinese? the Chinese people, essentially. Because wow. I think the government, more or less, too, right? is using it as propaganda. They use Taiwan as propaganda to distract from other issues yeah you, sure. you see it when there's I'm like sure. a housing bubble then oh we'll bring up taiwan as yeah. a distraction i'm sure that's true it's it's tough it's it, a tough situation it, but we shouldn't go to world war three situation it's the solution is simple it's like is let the people of taiwan decide the China, the people in China have no claim, have no right to have a vote. They don't have a vote in the in the decision. Yes, I, I I just think like why should the people in China get to vote about get a, get a say in what happens to people in a whole other country? I agree with their own government and their own way of life. But it won't be so bad. It's better than World I, I, War III. I don't think it would be so bad. It, I, it's I think better the traffic than World would War be a lot better. The traffic would be better. Yeah, it's there might be some good things it, that come. They don't, don't know. So I think then maybe China they can be persuaded. Maybe they can be persuaded. They, well, China's been trying to persuade, and they're doing a very bad job of it. Well, they're uh, the, the United States is really good at propaganda. I don't know. If you know this. I know I bring it up a lot. Yeah. Well, they're really good. And they they dominate in many ways, even though they're I, very. I think you don't incompetent the, the, as well. Yeah, we, but they spend a lot of money. Everything we have, we learn. Everything we know comes from propaganda. It doesn't mean those ideas are illegitimate. Because <sighs> yeah, but there's there's the math. The math. The math you learned is, mm. is propaganda. It's true. I'm marked on it too. I don't want to be marked on my propaganda. And everything we know is the result of something we could call propaganda. Well, I mean. The idea, the the the, the some... belief you have that the moon has another side is the result <laughs> of propaganda. I mean, yes, but I mean, there's some. Uh, you don't. Not everything is is holy. There's some innate stuff. You say that's a sexy girl over there. I don't know why. I don't know if she's a girl. I just know she's sexy. I don't even know the word sexy. Right? <laughs> there's some very primitive okay. stuff. Yeah, that that that, that might be. You say, that car looks cool. I don't know why it looks cool, but it looks cool. And then other cars, you have to be uh, persuaded that it looks cool. <laughs> I, uh, I'm just warning you that uh, what don't conflate the like what you, the U.S. has been doing in Ukraine with, with Taiwan. First of all, Taiwan they're is separate, fully responsible. 
Taiwan is fully responsible for its defense. It buys weapons from the U.S. Yeah, it's no, no, it's, it's not. It, it it's not cost a, the U.S. taxpayers a dime. It's not actually a very good analogy because there's no proxy war, right? It's not like yeah. the, uh, Taiwan spends money in the United States to persuade yeah. Americans that Taiwan is separate, right? And, yeah, and there isn't like a neighboring country that wants to invade it so that the Americans can have a proxy war for other countries like Pol- like Poland and all the shit that's going on. Like that, it doesn't work. It's an island. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, it's not a perfect analogy. But it's it, if you look at it as simply as it's just a way to sell more weapons, right, and increase the, like, econ- like <laughs> hmm. if you mandate everybody has to have uh, vaccines... Um, the profits go up because it's mandated, right? It's required. Well, if China wanted to really hurt the U.S. Uh, weapons manufacturers, bottom line, they would stop flying planes into like across the Taiwan Strait. Well, they, they, but they do that in. They would stop giving. The but they do Taiwan that in response, reason. right? It's not like China. No, it's not in response. No, there are lots they, of in response things that they've been doing, and it's. I mean, the United States is surrounding uh, China. Yeah. Do you know how many, like, ever they said, since... There was a, like, story, yeah, there was a headline, the there was a headline yesterday China. about how it said United, uh, China is hiding submarines in the South China Sea. That was the headline. Well, that China, Taiwan. China hiding submarines in the South China Sea. Like, unironically, right? This is yeah. funny. Well, all submarines are sort of hidden, right? Yeah, but in the South China Sea. So it's like, it's not their sea. I'm like, okay. Well, it's not China Sea either. I get it, It, but that's the name, right? It's not like if you say Atlantic is the American Sea and the Pacific is the American Sea, then, you know, it's... But the... the, the, There is no... I I guess there is. It's coming, right? There is a NATO of the Pacific that they're building. They're trying to make yeah. a and, – and it's a scheme to get money to build the only thing the United no, States builds I, anymore, which is weapons. There I want to push back a little bit because what, – What do they build other than weapons? If, uh, software maybe. I guess. This so-called NATO of, of Asia, right? Like sometimes called like the, the, the Milk Tea Alliance, <laughs> right? Uh, I was thinking Australia people, them, Japan. Well, I'm, I'm thinking more like, like the democratic forces in Hong Kong and and Taiwan, other places, Burma, Thailand, where there's been kind of anti-authoritarian, and they tend to be opposed to Chinese domination of East Asia, which I think is probably a good thing. Sato is is South Atlantic Treaty Organization. Yeah. Dissolved 1977. It's coming back, baby. We'll call it something else, but that's it. Or CETO, Southeast Atlantic Treaty Organization. Yeah. They, they want to bring it back. It's, it's going to be Japan, Australia, maybe Thailand. If they can get mm-hmm. Vietnam on board, man, they'd be happy. Yeah, right. But but what does it tell you that it, it it's significant that China has a hard time finding allies in the region? Uh, yeah, I mean, when 
they're such a great example of like actually making progress towards like actually out- developmental outcomes. They're that they're most they're want to have and would end to Africa. They're doing South America. They're doing and I, to I do think a their iridentism, like the way they claim the South China Sea as their own and pick fights with the Philippines. They had a chance to have a good Philippines is fucking occupied, bud. All of these countries are but, occupied. China China is surrounded last, by countries that are occupied. Before the Marcos came back, they, they were more, more anti-American and, and relatively open to closer relations with China. They're, but they're building three new bases around with in the Philippines. China Sea and fishing rights and stuff like that pissed them off. Every country except for what uh, North Korea and like Vietnam are occupied, right? There's American military bases all around them. Well, Taiwan's not occupied by the U.S. I know that, but there it's like Canada, right? It's not occupied by the United States. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> it's in the pocket. It's their best friends. We're tied together at the hip, right? And, but it, Germany's still I, occupied. I, well, they don't recognize Taiwan as an independent country. The U.S. They sell them weapons. Yeah, I mean, who, they're not very good friends if they are friends. Uh, does the United States recognize Cuba right now? I don't know. I don't care. They, they're not I friends. Think they do recognize. They're not occupied. If you're not occupied and and you're not on you know most favored nation status, we can trust you with everything. Like even Britain has American military bases, but that's more convenience than anything. They just don't give up bases, is what it is. Um, it's it's uh, it's out of control. It's out of control. There needs to be. Uh, I mean, I hate to say it, but Trump's right. <laughs> there needs to be some some. Um, so uh, he he's good. For, uh, he's good for. You need better things. alternatives, Jesse. Uh, dude, what are what are our all alternatives? There's none attractive. Jimmy right Dore for president will make you mad. No, it's. I'm saying alternatives to American empire. There's no good alternatives to American empire. How about the UN? Well, the, yeah, let, let's let's do it, but that's not a real, real serious alternative. Well, it's because there's one member that doesn't want to play nice, and then you know China's strong and it wants to be powerful and throw its weight around too. But but China signs up for stuff, right? United States is like no, we won't sign up for stuff. At, mm. at the at the heart, somewhere in the heart of the United States, there's an evil cabal that's in that Stanley Kubrick movie, and um, and it's it's transnational. It's 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 the Rhodes, Cecil Rhodes guys. You know, we're going to run the world. Yeah. Um, I, maybe I need to listen to some Alex Jones. He knows the he knows what's going down, but basically it's something like that, right? Evil transnationalists. Yeah, uh, I'm not convinced, though. Like a multipolar world is going to be much better. It's, it's, the solution has to be some kind because we'll, that's how that's what caused World War One. Well, no, it was entangling yeah. alliances that caused it. Entangling alliances, but in the con. That's what blank comes check. out of a multipolar literally, world. Literally, they said a blank check. Germany's blank check to okay. Austria-Hungary, right? Every time right? you've had multipolar geopolitics, 
you got intertagging alliances. You talk about the late 19th, early 20th century. It wasn't unique. You had intertagging alliances in the Thirty Years' War. You had intertangling alliances that caused the Seven Years' War. Everybody and needs to start acting like Switzerland. War of Austria Succession. Like what? Like Europe was at war from like 1600 until until 1940s, and there was always intertangling alliances. That was at the heart of it. Yeah, we, we need all to start. So, just start um, acting like the solution is, no is more allies. democracy. Because we need to be on the side of democracy. Wow. I'm not so sure it's 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 working in any particular place, but I but I agree. I agree that it's in in, in some kind of global civil power. society. Global civil society. Maybe I'll say that. Global civil society. So we need the Shriners International. <laughs> so it's so the UN Boy Scouts like International. I agree with you. <laughs> but it's jamborees. Uh, we need to get Idahoan uh, Boy Scouts mm-hmm. jamboreeing in Tiananmen Square <laughs> with their fellow Chinese scouts. Yeah, something See, like that. Hein, this is why Heinlein's right. Right? He's always trying to make it international. He's trying to he's trying to train up all yeah. these uh, Americans and things. Start thinking globally. Don't think so locally. Come from your farm on in Iowa or whatever, and uh, go to see the moon with your space friends who are from other parts of the world who also are yep. humans like you. I'm really glad you're doing these Heinleins because um, he needs to be uh, looked at in a careful way. Most people I have to who love Heinlein figure. I have to come to terms with them. I have to figure out what he's trying to say. He's trying to say all sorts of cool things, and he, uh, most people yeah. who who talk about Heinlein are you know a little bit too rah rah. A little bit too um, uh, American exceptionalism uh, when he's not yeah. really that. I, I'm looking forward to when you get to him after he's gone well, to the Soviet I, Union. I would like scene. to be able to, at the end of the day, say there's kind of a radical part. I, I think you see touches of it in like blow ups happen, mm-hmm. I think. He's, he's definitely a radical in a lot we'll of see. areas, other than sex as well. Other than sex. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this. So stay healthy so that you can get through this big, long run of Heinlein. He wrote a lot. Yeah. All right. Thank I'll you, see you sir. later. Good night. Make up with Paul. I, uh, Try to. I, I, look, I'm not, I'm not ever trying to make him an enemy. I'm trying to bring him to the side of uh, non-propaganda or at least propaganda that's good for you, not bad for you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not even trying to. I don't know where the good propaganda is. I don't know. Like Heinlein. Heinlein's good propaganda, generally, because you can disagree with him. It's not an echo chamber, right? I mean, he is an echo chamber, but yeah. then we have our discussion and we say where he's wrong. And and I think that's the real problem is cut, cutting yourself off from other people and saying, you know, I'm not going to, I'm banning this account. I'm blocking that account. Mm. It's like, what if you're missing something important that will change your thoughts? If you say, la, 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 I'm not listening, it's like bad. So, yeah, uh, that, uh, that's why it's not I'm not trying to make an enemy of him. I'm I'm his friend. So but we disagree on that because 
I, I just think, imagine in 50 years, he looks back and he sees what happened in Ukraine and he sees it for the way it is rather than the way he thinks it is. What, what will that do to him supporting that? And the thing is, it's not like yeah. he's financially involved or, you know, he's like materially involved and he's just a cheerleader. But emotionally, that's going to be bad. It's bad to say, oh, shit, I was a, I was, I was, I thought fashion was, fascism was good. And then you're, I'm not saying this is a fascist situation. I'm just like, you didn't know, like, uh, Lovecraft, right, says, uh, one letter recently, he says, um, I sort of think fascism is a good idea. It's like, dude, that's a bad idea. <laughs> I, non- I understand why he's saying that, but this is before the ovens, right? This is this is a period yeah. of time where you know he's he's seeing Mussolini. He thinks he's f- silly, but uh, he he likes what he sees, right? So you're gonna feel stupid about that. Don't feel stupid about it later. And if it causes deaths, right? That's bad. So yeah, I don't know. All right, I'll see you later. Have a good one. Talk to you later. Yeah, bye-bye. This has been the SFF Audio Podcast. Please join us at www.sffaudio.com. And thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash sffaudio. It was uh, it was dying like I was I was um, show noting old shows with you, and it's yeah. like God damn her mic's dying. You so you knew, huh? I knew. Yes, only the beginning. <laughs> no, she had to go buy a new one. So yeah, um, this is my brand new mic. Did this you same model? What did you do? It's it's still a Yeti blue, but this one's black. Oh well, that makes a difference. So it's, so it's the Yeti black, not blue. Don't you make my Yeti? (laughs) Maybe not. That's not a classic, Paul. (laughs) No, it's Paul changes the classics. Paul changes. That's a sub sub podcast. That's a sub podcast. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, we have so much uh, to discuss about this book, but we also have to do some pre-show, and I want to hear. uh, Evan uh, complained about something, so we need to do that. <laughs> He's trying to what finish I... the movie. I don't know. Um, well, I can stop it. I've seen it before. Oh, you've seen uh, Destination Moon before? Is that the movie? That, no, it was, it was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you've seen that before. Oh, but you're you're reading a book about um, uh, Tarantino, right? Yeah, well, that was written before Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but after Hateful Eight, so. But I was kind of doing a whole, I, wa- I watched all the Tarantino movies. Wow. Um, well, does that include true, true, true Romance or just ones that he directed? Just the directed ones, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually, I I never watched the, uh, Death Proof. That's a good I movie. Watched, I watched Planet Terror. That's interesting. I don't know why I stopped. Planet Terror is no. not a good movie, exactly. It's it's not terrible. Yeah. Death Proof is probably his worst movie. Those are good movies. I mean, they're very... Well, Planet Terror is not him. Planet Terror yeah. was... Rodriguez? The other guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Rodriguez, yeah. 
It's it's um, too stylized. No, it's too what it's it's like le- it leans too hard into what it's trying to be, and uh, I mean, yeah, I think Death I mean, Proof yeah, is better. I, I, that. I think they're both doing that. I mean, yes, but or, Death or, Proof or, or is or yeah, works on its own. Death Proof, done Death Proof is his worst movie, and it's not horrible. It's just not good. Uh, I love Kurt Russell, and there's uh, you know great chase scenes, and there's all sorts of good things about it, but it's it's his worst movie. My I think a long, like, you know, it's, it's like you're ordering them. That's like a, a quite a, a stumble. And, um, you know, it's, so, it's on purpose. It's, you know, although, you know, I don't like Kill Bill either. So. Well, you're just wrong. It's too long <laughs> is what it is. It should be like a 90 minute movie and it's two four hour movies. It feels like. It's, it's probably like, what, four hours altogether. Yeah. But it feels very long. I don't. I don't need that. Well, Hateful Eight is like that. They have that extended version mm. on Netflix, or at least they used to. Yeah, it's like four different episodes. I, I think that's. It feels about the same as the original. I don't know what the quite they added. I never did like a. Well, I don't know. A back to back, but it just goes down so smooth. Misa, you're you're a real movie person. You love going to mm-hmm. an actual theater. What's your favorite Tarantino movie? Uh, you know what? I haven't seen a lot of them. I did like um, the one you're watching right now, Hollywood. Yeah, that Once Upon a Time. Time. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and the 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 one that everybody likes with um, uh, Glorious <sighs> Bastards. Oh, no, 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 not everybody <laughs> likes that one. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Pulp Fiction is the yes. universal beloved, I think. Yeah. Paul, Paul, is that your favorite? Um, is Pulp Fiction my favorite? Or the uh, one you just mentioned? And Good Glorious Bastards is my current favorite. Really? I mean, I've changed. I've changed over time. I mean, Kill Bill's not good. Um, Pulp Fiction, of course, is a classic. Um, the little bit he does in Sin City is fine. Um, you know, t- 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 Tarantino is Tarantino, and I, I, I get into moods. Hateful Eight, I've only seen the regular, not the extended version, so I can't comment on the extended version. That's fine. You're all wrong. Uh, the best movie is Jackie Brown. Movie. Jackie Brown is his best movie. I know it's not the one he's but most... That might probably be... It's his best movie. It's it's his most subtle and most restrained. It's the best you story. You, you, you just like Elmore Leonard. I do like Elmore Leonard. Well, yeah, that, 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 that kind of uh, what's it called? That kind of uh, shades your. Uh, yeah, but he's not. He's not anything close to my favorite writer or anything, right? So, uh, I, you know, and I think you know, all he's he's really great movie maker. Even Death Proof is way better than most movies. But yeah, Jackie Brown is is very restrained. It's it's got a couple of great performances by the hero hero and the heroine and then we've got some restrained performances by um uh Fonda and um Samuel Jackson it's it's a good plot it's fun and it's mm-hmm. restrained it isn't like over the top like death proof or you know silly like kill bill it's mature <laughs> and Pulp Fiction's great, you know. It's yeah, fun. but Pulp Reservoir Dogs sure. is raw, 
Reservoir Dogs might be my favorite, second favorite, because it's so raw and it's like a play. You, have you seen that one, Misa? No. It's really I it's, seen a lot. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's almost like a play. It should be a play. Yeah, I, I, you I, like I, Hateful Eight? That's it's it's similar, like in it's like the one set. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you you could do it. You could do it on a stage pretty easily. I think. Mm-hmm. And it's it's play like um, in that. You know, the truth will come out on the stage. People don't leave the room very much. Um, there's a, f- a little furniture. There's a gun in the room sort of thing. Um, I hope somebody uses it. <laughs> they do. Spoilers. <laughs> but a Reservoir Dogs is, is it's masterful as a raw production. And it's, it's so good as a play. Hmm. Um, so you should definitely see it. It's, it's bloody, but... Um, it's worth it. Bloody fun. Jesse Wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the book I read Trainer. about it, about Tarantino is it's like about metafiction. And it just mm. is arguing that he's got a metafiction argument kind of throughout, mm-hmm. whether he's dealing with race or gender or film itself or whatever. So he's kind of the author is trying to analyze the self-referential aspects of it mm-hmm. and, and kind of trying to do a general theory of it. But um, there was something I noticed about the Hateful Eight that What's this that? guy didn't mention. And I thought he would because it kind of fits into like almost a feminist argument. Um, <clears throat> it's like in the Hateful Eight, mm-hmm. all the characters mispronounce the gang's name and Daisy's name. Yeah, They call, keep calling her Damargu, right? Okay. Throughout. And then when her brother dies, she kind of Temporarily takes over the band, essentially, right? She becomes the leader, mm-hmm. right? And and she corrects the pronunciation, right, for the first time. So it's like Domingue, which I'm not sure that's the proper French pronunciation either, but that's how she goes by. But what was interesting is there's a little, little moment where Tarantino does a voiceover, mm-hmm. like finding some narration, and he also mispronounces it. So it's like the objective <laughs> narrator is also mispronouncing it. Like yeah, Gomer, that's good. Um, which I didn't notice the first time I watched. You know, the thing that if you listen to his interviews and stuff, the thing that's like, oh, that's really obvious I didn't notice it, <laughs> is... Um, one of the reasons he has Samuel Jackson in the movie so much is that's his that's his surrogate dad in the movies mm-hmm. um, because he was he his mom uh, remarried and his stepdad was black and he would go to the movies with his stepdad and it was a black audience watching you know black exploitation yeah. movies um, so he's not a black man but he loves black men. He thinks they're wonderful because this guy introduced him to a whole world of movies that is, you know, fun, and he loves movies. Um, so he's recreating that experience over and over again whenever he gets uh, Samuel Jackson in in the movie. That's cool. It is really oh. cool. And uh, the other, I, I, I mentioned it, but like um, True Romance is, is probably his best script. It's such a good movie for a script. And it is also very... Uh, uh, metafictional and romantic and stuff, and the a film is fine as well. Like it's directed fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tarantino probably would have done it better, but uh, he wrote the script for that, and it's it's probably you know the kid's best role. What a Slater Christian Slater. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the girls in it is great, and you've got all sorts of great other actors. Christopher Walken's in it. Um, Dennis Hopper. Such a good movie. And, and quite uh, pretty. It's, a, it's, it's kind of his story about, you know, moving to Hollywood, and although he's not... Yeah. You know, <laughs> moving to Hollywood and becoming a movie movie guy. <laughs> Young love. Live, live, living the dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get to the serious stuff. Uh, who watched that Red Lander Media <laughs> Picard? I've watched it. Yeah. I... Did you sent that? Oh, I sent it to you. you no, know, I sent it to, to you. I assumed you you would you would. You uh, did? I, yeah. Because I, I I thought I sent. No, maybe I did. I must have missed it. Oh, but you well, you watched yeah. it, right? Um, the Picard uh, episode one, season three. You did message not send it to me, so suspicious I did content. It. I did send it to you, Paul. Hey, Wait, I, when 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 did some you? Some of your send messages were were blocked, dude. Um, well, that may be true. Uh, it said they're suspicious. <laughs> That's, why <laughs> That's I'm true. Sure. You did actually. Yeah, well, and you, you even responded you to it, Paul. You said, you sent a review, but not an actual thing. Well, yeah, I'm not going to send the actual Picard. Oh, okay. I thought you talked about that. I, I know you're against piracy, so I would never ever say that. I'm against piracy where there are alternative, where there are viable alternatives. I mean, if so, or, or the, 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 there's no justification in my mind to. To get something without uh, fair remuneration for how for how many? So, so decades? Paul, I want to ask you: Have you f- been following Red Letter Media at all? Mm. Are you familiar no. with them? No, I've not. So they're they're in Milwaukee. They kind of became famous lambasting the the prequel trilogy. That was kind of their start breakout. You mean Star uh, Wars prequel? Yeah, the Star yeah, Wars. Like, uh-huh. like, what's Star Trek prequel? Like, <laughs> not Star, but there's a bunch of them. A couple of them are really are Star Trek fans. Two of them in particular, right? A guy named Rich uh-huh. Evans and and the um, Stoklaxis. What's his first name? Don't know. Okay. But the two guys, uh, the kind of heavier guy, right? And then there's like the guy who likes '80s horror movies all the time. Um, but the, the two Star Trek guys, they've been, they did reviews of like Discovery and Picard, and they're just in anguish. It's just like, <laughs> you just need to go back and watch all the reviews because it's just like, it breaks them. Like, New Trek broke these guys, I think, because <laughs> they're like next generation fans. They're kind of like my generation, right? I think they might be just a few you years de- You definitely me. empathize with them. <laughs> yeah, and I, I empathize with them for that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't, I don't see the attraction of New Trek. I tried Discovery. You, you watch and, the cartoon. Oh, I, I like Lower Decks just because mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of fun. But that, but that's part of New Trek too. I mean, New Trek is that, is Discovery, Lower Decks, Strange New Worlds, and that other one. I can't think of the it, other. Sorry. I guess it's the still sort of episode. What's that? And the, the Janeway one. Prodigy. Yeah, the Janeway. The Janeway, one. Janeway yeah, Prodigy, I didn't watch thank that. you. One episode, maybe. Of it, and I'm just. I mean, like, I, I'm yeah. not it's for babies. It. Yeah, it's designed. It's um, like anyway, tele- about... Star, Star Trek Teletubbies. <laughs> is so, this Teletubbies? Yeah, see, it's 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 for children, but it's not Teletubbies, Jesse. That's that's a little dismissive. Yeah, that that was the point, Paul. <laughs> I don't well, need to I'm watch it. Back, it's Teletubbies. Back, back, Jesse. <laughs> I know, but you haven't seen it either, it. so don't push back. <laughs> not I, on well, that. I, I'm going to because you know. Well, you're going to have to watch it now to show me uh, I'm wrong. 
<laughs> but the, the shocking thing, here's the shocking thing, is these guys who have been broken by, by New Trek, like, I think at the end of Picard season two, like, even one of them still, Mike, Mike, right, that's his name, was like, right. I'm done, like, I can't even go back and watch, like, it, it's ruined even, like, like, <laughs> the golden age of Trek, <laughs> it's like, the 90s, it's, it's ruined that for him in a way, um, and it's kind of sad to watch, but they, they said this is not bad. Picard yeah, the first three. episode. They, yeah, this first episode. We'll see where it goes, but they're, they, but you can see the like how cautiously optimistic they are. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like once been twice. They, they've tried, they've been they're, uh, they're like, abused, and <laughs> maybe mom will stop beating us. <laughs> well, I had turned so my back on Picard so, too. There was no way I was going to go back. But did you watch now? the first one? No, no, I have not. Okay, yeah. See, uh, I don't need to watch. It's still dark. It's I don't need to watch. I just watch the red letter media. Yes, <laughs> to it. Like the, I mean, I don't mean dark thematically. Well, of course, it has that too. But dark it's on like screen, film dark. It's like yeah. you, is it like next generation? All like everything is bright mm. and everything's clean. Yeah, there's no shadows on next generation, right? Yeah, like, and the rooms oh, so you are. Watch the first episode. Of it's it. like Picard is just. No, I watched the first season of Picard. No, no, yeah, no. I mean, of this current season. No, but I assume it's the same aesthetic. Oh, yeah, okay. they even say that. Sounds they like, talk about how yeah. the bridge is still badly lit. And it's, <laughs> I think that like that. That's at least lower decks. You get that, the aesthetic of. Yeah, it's not dark. I like yeah. lower decks. You just yeah, like it well it's, lit. <laughs> it's episodic. It's mm-hmm. it's fifty percent chance getting a decent sci-fi story. Mm-hmm. The last season, the the humor kind of was a little more grating for me. We got a stupid episode with the the sentient robot. What, what oh. are those called? Mm-hmm. He goes on an adventure. <laughs> Something is dumb. But fifty percent chance you're getting a decent sci-fi story in Lower Decks. Mm-hmm. But oh. anyways. I, I watched the review. I still yeah, I'm not sure too. I'm sold. I'm going to watch a couple more. I'm going to wait a couple weeks before I before you invest time in before I try the cards. I'm just going to keep watching the red letter media because it's in, it's entertaining. <laughs> the mm-hmm. the way they edit the show it's it's very different from a lot of the other YouTubes. They love to fade to black and then leave it there for a minute. Let you sit with that idea, then they'll add like a little fart noise when somebody adjusts their cedar. Somebody on screen is doing something. They're playing. They're very playful with the the media, which I think is fun. It's long form, but not a set length. Mm-hmm. They're they're really good, and they you know it's like a good podcast. Um, but you get to see little clips of stuff they've edited together. And there was a one thing that made me laugh so much when they were comparing Paul. Paul will get this. They're yes. Comparing. Um, the it, remember all good things everybody's aged up right picard's mm-hmm. an old man and beverly crushes an old woman right and so now the same amount of period of time has has gone through and you get to see uh how they really aged how like, they really like, aged like, versus like, like poor brent spiner <laughs> right right um so uh <laughs> when they were showing all the all the side by sides um, when they did uh, Deanna Troy, it was just a skull. 
<laughs> and I think that's because she was dead in the future. Uh, in um, still cold. That's why it was so funny. Oh, yeah. It yeah, is I'm so funny. funny, but that's that's kind of, that's that's yeah. Yeah, it's not, on purpose, Paul. It's I know, I know. It's but to make yeah. you go, oh my god, they're so mean <laughs> because yeah. it's true. <laughs> but, well, yeah, that that was because there was something with Worf and Riker, right? Mm-hmm. And all the mm-hmm. things they they kind of had a falling out because they had of old Troy. Worf and old because that's that's when they still had Worf. War, that series ended with Worf in a relationship with Troy, right? Right, right. Yeah, well, right, but that, 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 in, yeah, but but then that lost retconned. Well, they didn't get retconned. No, no, they, they basically, I, I mean, the way I figure is they broke up, and that's why Worf wound up with uh, got, Dax. Yeah, he got married on the other show, so retconned. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, Mike, Mike, um, um, Michael Dorn as Worf has been on the most Star Trek episodes of any Star Trek actor. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes yeah. sense. That makes Absolutely. sense. Yeah. So, you know. He said, and if you had in the movie stuff, he's had by far the most screen time of any Star Trek actor, without, without exception. So yeah, he's, he's or, good on screen. People, 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 people like Klingons. Um, I I actually ran a Star Trek Adventures game a couple weeks ago. Um, it was a very short. It was a, sh- a short contained episode. Their runabout crashed, and they had to deal with um, things on the planet to try to get off. I threw in terror birds and. Stuff like that, so it was a little fun. We we're going to play. We're going to play again, and we'll see what happens. I mean, my character, my characters, my, the characters I have are a Grazerite, a Breen, and a Romulan from another universe. So my my players are trying to. My players hate me. <laughs> they don't want to play any regular Star Trek characters. They play. They all came up with weird characters to throw at me, because you know. GM for all occasions and all that. I'm sure if I had the three of you, I could have a much more sensible set of characters. I don't know what I would do on the Star Trek thing. I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm pretty sure you're not going to play something like a Breen or a Grazerite or a Romulan from an alternate universe. I'm pretty sure you're not going to. Probably be. right. <laughs> I, I think you'd go something a little more. I don't even know standard. what. I, I don't even know what one of those is. So Grazerite. Um, yeah, they, 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 they look like go people. They showed up in a couple next generation episodes. Okay. Well, what, oh, you know what I would play? What? Remember, remember in early early next generation, there was like um, uh, um, a group of aliens who didn't know how to run their starship. Yeah, they were like oh, the yes. retarded the yeah. Down syndrome planet people. Yes, then those eventually got the retcons on us. Yeah, They're, they actually pack show up as a pack, pack, pack lead. I'd be a pack, pack lead. There's, there's, there's rules for pack lead as NPCs. I don't think there's any rules for pack lead as PCs, but you could figure those out. But there's, the pack lead show up as as a possible antagonists in the book. I know what Evan so, would be. What would what would ask Evan himself? No, no. I, I'm going to predict. I want to hear what you think. Okay. Cause He'd Evan's be a thinking. Ferengi. Absolutely. <laughs> Love it so much. Oh God! I, I do like Ferengi. the Ferengi episodes, uh, right? The DC. You love the Ferengi. There are rules for Ferengi. And you get to do the voice. <laughs> well, oh, my prophets, they're going through the roof. <laughs> what, okay, what about I'll, what, I'll, what I'll about at Misa? What would Misa be? I thought you were going to predict Misa. Oh no, uh, she's hard. Uh, I don't know. She wouldn't be a Vulcan, I don't think. Probably a Bajoran. Bajoran. You know, I actually Bajoran had a hint yeah. of that in my mind about you being a Bajoran. Because you love Deep Space Nine so much. 
And you sort of religious. a Ferengi and a Packer. <laughs> what the hell would I do with a campaign with those three? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> have to probably involve the Cardassians doing something. I would make transporter yeah. replicas of myself. <laughs> oh, dear God. So send oh, me in no. battle. Wait, that's not a Packlet voice. <laughs> that's not, that is not a Packlet voice. You would be working. I think with the Packlets, though, is like it don't. It only worked with the Federation. Yeah, <laughs> they will last about two minutes with, uh, with, with any other species, any That's other right. power. More, 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 more violent species would die fast. Although I do, I always seem to recall an, ep- an episode where they mention a pack got, got put something over on a, a Klingon or a Cardassian vessel. So maybe, maybe They're not. Grifters. Maybe, maybe the new soy boy. Uh, Klingons. <laughs> no, no, no. But you know, you, I, I mean, I, I mean, one one way to retcon the Packlets is to see them as, as 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 grifters, but they know how to tailor their grifts. So for the Federation, they tailor it to they, the Federation. Great, they pretend yeah. to be, uh, right. yeah, right. Well, Slow. We're, 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 yeah. Whereas for other races, they'll tailor differently to take advantage of those races' prejudices. It's all and, about uh, honor with the Ooh, Klingons. Nice work, yeah. Paul. Yeah, yeah, go, Paul. I, I, yeah. That's brilliant. Oh, I, I need to write this down because I can actually use this in my in my <laughs> game. Write this it is down. Actually a good idea. Thank you. Holy Got a whole you. campaign. Well, you, well, I, you, I, you I trick the players into pack- thinking the the packleds are you know all those guys. They're so dumb, and then they all I, get tricked. I, I, didn't, I didn't tend to have the packleds in <clears> my next session, but you know, there you go. This is an idea. I got to use this idea and, now. And no worries, because this is coming out in seven months. You can use it before <laughs> nobody's going to get um, word. Yes, I have an idea for you, kind of simmering in the back here. Me? So, yeah, oh, it's 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 a plot point. It's plot. Right. Yes, it, it, I got I got an idea here for you. Yeah. It's, it's very ill formed, uh, all right. it's fire away. Like as far as I know, like Crusher's off with the Traveler, right? Yes, yes. He never came the, back. Uh, no, no, never... Other dimensions. Other uh, dimensions. I think right? he's coming back for this season of Picard. So he's he's coming back. Yeah. He's got he, in your in your story. He shows up, right? Okay. Okay, and, he, and, he, and he's like whatever, like fifty-year-old Wheaton, whatever. Uh-huh. Right? But because he's been off with the traveler, like as far as I know, he never really got even to first base with any of the girls. <laughs> What's the one with the who's who's in the one episode with the with the sex game, the orgasm game? Oh yeah, yeah, she was yeah, a famous was a singer, famous actress, yeah, singer. Yeah. And then uh, there was the, the, pr- the princess, the princess, right from the perfect the, mate, the, the, yeah. the shape-changing princess, the girl he broke princess. broke the gardening planet with. <laughs> oh, that one, yeah, fell into yeah. a garden. Oh yeah, but he's got to meet up with those girls again. He's got to like the rice of vacation. Like, yes, like, uh, <laughs> he's got to like track him out on Facebook and say what up Facebook. <laughs> Federation Facebook. <laughs> because uh, he's he's not getting any luck with the, tra- the traveler. On dark web. He's, he's not he's not taking him out. He's not a wingman, the traveler. We, no. we gotta help Crusher up. No, he's not. Uh, gotta keep the yeah. Crusher line going. <laughs> well, that's a plot, all that's, right. That's the mission. That's yeah, yeah, the mission, mission is to get him a date. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's been a, he's been traveling through warp speed but, but, for but, you know, but 50 give, years. Give, give, given where the PCs are and what they're doing and the ideas I might had, Wesley Cursor showing up isn't is is an idea I am. You heard me. You heard my keyboard clacking, Jesse. I'm I'm writing some of this mm -hmm. some of this down. So thank you. You're welcome. All right, let's get to the important part. Uh, did you guys see this uh, uh, roll doll? thing that I just sent it to you. Did oh, you know, I put it in the chat. Is it anti-Semitic anti stuff? Yeah. No, no. The revisions. So I put oh, it the in the chat. Oh, the revision. Oh, the revision. Oh, the revisions. The sensitivity oh, oh, reading. Oh, oh, I thought I, 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 I it was rolled well, So here's the, first here's the witches. Had, wasn't Dr. Seuss yes. like, changed? But no, that was deleted. That was deleted. Oh, they That's just different. stopped publishing. So listen books. to this. This is from the witches. This is the original. Don't be foolish, my grandmother said. You can't go around pulling the hair out of every lady you meet, even if she is wearing gloves. Just you try and see what happens. That's from the 2001 version. 2022 now says, Don't be foolish, my grandmother said. Besides, there are plenty of other reasons why women might wear wigs, and there is certainly nothing wrong with that. Hmm. From the witches. Hmm. Even if she is working as a cashier in a supermarket or typing letters for a businessman, and then revised for 2022, even if she is working as a top scientist or running a business. I like that. From Matilda. This is 2001. She went on olden days sailing ships with Joseph Conrad. She went to Africa with Ernest Hemingway and to India with Rudyard Kipling. And from 2022, she went... To the 19th century estates with Jane Austen. She went to Africa with Ernest Hemingway and California with John Steinbeck. So the okay. So they're um, just rewriting his books now. Who they, who 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 is who 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 is that? It's the publisher. Of, the publisher took it to sensitivity readers. Yes, every book. Oh. And have so now like, revised well, everything to make it better. So some of them um, like like the word fat was replaced with like large. Or just or deleted, right? Or uh, the Oompa Loompas are now, like, gender nonconforming or something, right. which, just, I mean... It's just it's, somebody else wrote it's his fine. words they, now. So I never I really gendered the Oompa Loompas either, but... Uh, oh, okay, Jesse, so, 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 I'm, so I'm going to troll you slightly. So, with, with this, because... <laughs> you're not because supposed I, to say you're trolling me before you troll me. Um, I'm pretending like you, that didn't happen. Now you say your thing, and then I'll be trolled. Okay? I, I, anyway, Jesse, you're you're <laughs> big, you're big about things falling into the public domain, uh -huh. correct? Or elevating into yes, elevating to yeah. so ascending. Something the, so something yeah. elevates. So something ascends into the public domain. Wouldn't this happen more often? Somebody because be, somebody because was actually be, saying that this morning about well, well, Lovecraft. Be, because, yeah, well, yeah, because people. I mean, if something's in the public domain. There's nothing to stop anybody from no. Stuff, it's stuff, the other from, way around. From doing this. It's the other yeah, way around. But now you got the publisher kind of making the, the well, special yeah, edition. yeah, we're, we're, and right, they right, have right. a they have an exclusive, Paul. So if I don't like the way you fucked around with Robert E. Howard's story, I can say, you know what? There's this other publisher that didn't fuck around with it. Well, right. But now since they they have a lot like Roald Dahl's. Nothing is public domain of his. Oh, right. well, well, what I'm saying is, I'm saying is your uh, your admonition that uh, the public domain will save everything. I mean, this could just happen. This will happen on the public domain just as easily. I just explained how it won't. Look, if there's um, two copies of Lovecraft, one has M Nigger Man in in Rats uh, in the Walls. That's the name of the cat. 
pleased in that. Universe, I understand, I but uh, in order to explain, there's one yes, that has I, the yes, original, I, yeah, yeah, and there's yes, the one that has Mr. Blackman or Blackie or whatever. There's you have two or choices, spot, the, spot, or, or, or whatever. Yeah. They ch if they change it and you find out that this one's been messed with, well, there's another publisher who says I'm not going to mess with it. That's a competitive advantage. Not that it's hard to do for paper books, right? But for e-texts, we can always go back to the original, especially if we have the actual scans. And mm -hmm. I, I do this all the time, right? Like, I, I, I don't think I sent it to you, Paul, but there was a, Sa a Saki story that they say is written by Saki, and it's just, like, dumbed down for children. It's, it's terrible. And I did a side-by-side, -side and it's like every line has been fucked with. Um, so if you know that it's been fucked with, you can say, I'm going to go back to the original source. And then good drives out bad in that case. But if you've got a monopoly, which is what a copyright is, right, you can't say, I'm going to get the other Dr. Seuss because there is no other Dr. Seuss. You can't get That's the tricky. other Roald Dahl because there is no other Roald Dahl. It's illegal to get the other Roald Dahl. I don't know about you're, illegal, but it may not be. Illegal. It is. That's against copyright, well, right? You're you're going into 1984 territory. Indeed, indeed. That that's why this is an interesting story. Is because, like, he's dead. The estate is you know doing whatever make us money. Um, they're trying to keep him relevant, but he was an offensive guy a long time ago, right? We had the race. You you started with the idea. You know, was this about the? anti-semitism or yeah he's anti-semitic right a lot of people are they're not even doing that they're just going like going through and fixing everything and then they keep his name on it and then the parents say oh yeah i liked that book when i was a kid and then the kid gets the book and like hey this is not as good as my parents said it was because it loses all the like bite that it it was it was very mean right all you read Roald Dahl stuff he's mean guy yeah. kind of an asshole but we like that and we're allowed to like it. Now they're trying to keep his brand name. It's like, it's, uh, it's very um, cynical. <laughs> like there's no fa uh, fidelity to the, like, the spirit. yeah, you know, like let's go the into spirit. Tolkien estate and change mm -hmm. the Lord of the Rings and add more female characters. The guy didn't like female characters. That's why there's only Galadriel and Eowyn and Sam's wife. Right, Rose. Rose. And that's it. There's no female goblins. There's no, you know. Well, we could we could at least make one of the hobbits gay. Right? I mean, they're all gay, really. <laughs> I, I was actually thinking about because my daughter started reading Philip uh -huh. Dick, Three yeah. Stigmata, Palmer Eldridge, her first Philip Dick book. Mm -hmm. And it's like, imagine if you rewrote Philip Dick. They'd have. They got to change the all dates the here and there. Wives. Yeah, you got you to take out all the nagging wives. Take out all the sex, of course, because we're we're about five minutes from reinstating the Hayes Act. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Um, take out the drugs, right? You can't have drugs. What the? What's left? It, it would be bad. <laughs> I, I, like I don't even care about Roald these Dahl. Changes aren't big. I don't, I don't know. These are huge changes. They these are like taking it. It is literally attacking the thing that yeah. he's about. Right? He's a kind of an asshole. Doll. I just don't see the point of doing it. It's for money. I, I, They're trying to keep it relevant. Yeah, 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 well, what's the answer to 99 out of 100 questions, Evan? Money. And and maybe they're trying to keep it from no, being No, I, I don't. They're trying to keep it relevant. Is it going to sell more books? 
Well, they're I trying. I mean, it's like a bunch of people going to run out and buy the new special it's, editions of, of Doll. No, it's uh, you know. Stories have to, I guess, restock. I guess. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I I bought Roll Doll recently at, at Costco. Right. They have like a. It wasn't this version, thankfully. Um, but yeah, if if they're sneaking in there and changing things every year and ma- improving it and making it better, I I went through um, a really good example. You know the. Uh, Gifts of the Magi, or the gift of the yeah, Magi. Yeah, I saw, I saw you tweet about that. But that that's 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 an example of um, just like people not reading it properly, or degradation of the OCR, or what have you. That's not no, not thing. exactly. There's some of them are like grammat. Like one of the things I've noticed about O. Henry, which I really like, is he his grammar's bad, but often on purpose. Like it's it, he's doing it so it makes you think about it differently. Um, and some people are like H. Beam Piper, I think, occasionally has a, a wonky sentence. He doesn't know how to do it because he's self-taught, right? He doesn't know that mm-hmm. that subject-verd agreement, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Yeah, every once in a while, especially in some of the early stuff I read of his, it's like, oh, yeah, that's a little wonky. Um, this is not – oh, Henry is, like, famous for, for being a good writer, right? And so when they switch the ofs, to later in the sentence to make it more grammatical, or they uh, change the spelling. Um, that could be like just typographical errors as the years go by, and I think a lot of it is, especially the short stories are super short. But the fact that the title changes from the gift, or it's just gifts of the Magi, to the gift of the Magi. Titles are important. So it's always going back to the original and doing a, you know, Making sure nobody fucked around with it. When I found out Wayne June uh, changed the text for his audiobook narration to mm-hmm. make it less racist, that hurt me because I didn't realize H.P. Lovecraft was as racist as he is or was. Because I'm like going around, why, why are people complaining he's so racist? <laughs> well, it's because if you have the text changed, and it's funny, I've seen I've seen like a lot of people. Um, it's in this Harry Potter uh, game thing that's I don't know exploded all over Twitter. Maybe yes. Misa didn't see about it. I don't think Mice is on Twitter except for to check to see if I sent her a Captain Jellicoe <laughs> tweet. <laughs> Captain Jellicoe tweet. Dear God. <laughs> They're really funny. Um, anyways, um, the, the, there's a uh, phenomena. Some game came out with a Harry Potter legacy, I think it's called, and people don't like uh, the author, and they're give, they're like mad at the game. So they, well, I'm not going to support. I'm not going to support yeah, yeah. the game because, because you know I don't want to support Rowling any longer because right, right. she uses she uses her money to hurt transgender people. So <laughs> yeah, so so, so it, yeah, you weren't probably going to buy the game anyways, were you? Well, now no, no. <laughs> but you you're in a Harry Potter head. I I I'm 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 a little too old for Harry Potter. I enjoyed yeah. the novels, enjoyed the movies, but Harry Potter, Harry Potter. I didn't grow up with Harry Potter. I mean, for people who grew up with Harry Potter, yeah. Rowling's views are really hurtful and evil and corrosive, and it's like a betrayal. It's a, it it it's the whole like, it's the whole idea of your hero your heroes turning out to be assholes sort of thing. It's mm. like oh, there's this person that wrote, wrote all these books that I loved growing up and got me into reading turns out is a is a hateful bigot mm-hmm. i mean that hurts a lot of people mm-hmm. that's that's a strike to the heart so uh the, the reason i brought her up was because when people are r- r- talking about it on twitter they i guess because hp gets abbreviated harry potter 
every once in a while you'll see in the threads, and I read a lot of them, um, people will say, unlike Lovecraft, who's public domain, and whenever you, at, at, when they get into these threads talking about Lovecraft, I've noticed, like, he's getting rehabilitated. They say, he's, he, in later years, he recanted. And, like, that's not technically true. <laughs> like, he seems more reasonable in later years, right? Um, and they say, you know, uh, he re expressed regret for being so racist early in life. <laughs> like, well, that's not exactly what happened, but, you know. He's moderated, yes, definitely. <laughs> and it says, who knows? How'd he live long enough? May, uh, but they don't make the, like, uh, the connection. Uh, maybe she'll recant her ways or whatever. Um, but more importantly, it, it's just like, don't give money to this person because they're alive. But you can give, you know, a lot of the people who are saying, I have them vast H.P. Uh, Lovecraft collection. As speaking as someone who has a, he's a racist, but he expressed later in life. So it's it's uh, pretty funny. I I I don't tend to respond to a lot of those uh, threads. I just I like lurking and seeing what people are saying. It's fun, kind of fun. Um, I didn't know what to make of uh, that uh, Roll Doll thing, other than what I've said. But it's it's a huge deal because. All the sensitivity reading we've seen so far has been for like things like game, like the Conan game, and you know, like or, or for modern books. Like somebody writes a book and they want to make sure it's okay. Um, but that—that's the author going through. This is a dead guy and his estate or a corporation that owns the mm -hmm. estate, um, and they're still putting his name on the front because that's the thing that sells it. It's it's really like it's a uh, big difference. It's a huge difference because uh, that asshole Roald Dahl not likely to have been like if the corporations make him roll over in his grave <laughs> while raking in the money from his name. It's like um, if that's their motivation, which a lot of it is, like when people talk about uh, taking Lovecraft's legacy back, or, you know, and it's like make him roll over in his grave, that racist bigot, while I make my audio drama of his. <laughs> His story, like it doesn't like it's it's public domain. Anybody can do anything, right? But if if the official legacy of your state is to repudiate you <laughs> and and to make you say things that you didn't actually say or write things that you didn't actually write, that's super creepy. It it it's uh, <laughs> well. I I mean I guess the alternative is to wind up having. I mean, it's a, it's a way to get people, it's a way to keep him relevant because tastes and perceptions and whatnot have changed. So, you try, you treat, I mean, the estate is trying to sell more books in the end. 99 out of, yeah. 90 out of 100 questions is money. So, but by making these changes, they're trying to soften more objectionable elements of his work, or at least or elements that are discordant with modern sensibility and tastes. So, Imagine they do that I to mean, the Heinlein I, I, estate. I, um, I, well, well, Jesse, um, the Heinlein estate's kind of done that a bit themselves with what? this, like, student of the Pancara crap. Oh, I, no, no, I, that's, that's a, they didn't rewrite it, right? No, but no, no, but the, but they, but they took the original version that the editors had. That's different. Had that's, had trashed and decided to publish it. No, that's not, that's not the same thing because that's just like. You know, posthumous dig, 
drawer novel uh, you find or, 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 or the unset or the uncut versions of books i mean i mean i've, I've seen some books where they've kind of updated the technology always the authors updated the technology. how do you feel about that jesse yeah so, i don't well, like the that. author updating it is, yeah. is totally different i mean so yeah, so, so, so okay okay so what if the author okay let's 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 use let's do a gandankin experiment here let's suppose an author who wrote when they were young a book that has tropes and stuff that's not great yeah or they had a ref harry potter gets reformed by a woke uh, jk rowling yeah 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 is that is that kosher if, if she herself rewrote the books to like say uh, it's more legit less, less, <laughs> yeah. less it's more legit sense. more legit but uh, uh but, but, but i think this goes back to the whole um copyright thing that you that, that yeah you yeah are. You're you're upset that it's because it's someone holding the copyright who's not the author who's doing this rather than yeah I don't really care particularly about Roald Dahl because he's not my favorite writer but but, 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 yeah absolutely the fact that was alive who was doing it that would be okay but yeah no I'd say what a fool what a fool (laughs) you know what made you hot I mean maybe he'd improve it but he these are not improvements like if you look at the text changes they're not improvements no they're just changes. Changes to, mm-hmm. you know, make it more diverse, right? Like adding yeah. Jane Austen instead of another white guy, you've got a nice white lady. That's better because more diverse. But w- w- why? Well, I, I mean, I liked Jane Austen, but I don't think that it improves it. I, I, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure it, Jane it doesn't. Austen and it's, and it's taking away. All this is taking away. Yeah, it's, it's deceptive. It's deceptive practices mm-hmm. because he, his name is still on it. Like if you wanted to take the text and say i'm gonna update it and then you put someone else's name on it beside i'd still say that's kind of cheap like what what uh august derelict does right he, he says hp lovecraft had this three sentence dream now i'm gonna write a novel <laughs> and he says i'm a collaborator i'm like well that's not exactly what you are you're kind of an asshole is what you are because you're a liar putting your name beside his when he only wrote three sentences and you wrote this <laughs> giant book but it says by H.P. Lovecraft and me <laughs> not really the, the real love the real H.P. Lovecraft is the one we met along the way mm. well uh, you want to do a show on a Heinlein book let's do a show on a Heinlein book right. Let, let, let's blast off blast off, blast off. to the moon All right. yeah, I got a ticket to the moon I'll be leaving there I, I'll be leaving any day soon uh oh no, I was singing the classics again. Oh, okay. Um, will you uh, put a recorder on if you can? I already had a recorder Excellent, on. Excellent, sir. Um, who uh, who watched the movie? I did. I watched the movie. That's Misa. What did you say, I, Paul? I did not have a chance. Okay. Have you seen it before? Yeah, a long time ago. Okay. Uh, Evan? Nope. Okay, well, you should watch it for when you do your show on this book because it's interesting for that respect, but um, it's, yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, Jesse, Paul, Isa, Evan? Is that um, right? I, um, sure. I, mean, I, I, mean, I mean, your okay. your numbers are permanently off, so I guess we're going to go with that. Jesse, Paul, Isa, Evan. Here we go. Uh, 